my Lanta. Oh, my Lanta. Tanner fans, Angela Bowen here, the host of Oh My Lanta, Holy Chalupas, an unofficial Full House, Fuller House podcast. <coughs> All right, so today I am presenting to you the final episode in the Father's Day trilogy series, season seven, episode seven, High Anxiety. This episode aired October 26th, 1993. So, so far we've had a Where Aware Has My Little Girl Gone, a Danny DJ episode, and then I'm Not DJ was last week with a Stephanie Danny episode, and now we have a Danny and Michelle episode. So in this episode, Michelle wants Danny to stop treating her like a baby. Well, I mean, Michelle's like eight years old at this point. I'm surprised this didn't happen sooner. And also, she's not the only one that is dealing with something. Jesse, now that he's been basically gifted the Smash Club and he's able to do, you know, renovate it, make changes to his liking, make it a more hipper, cooler place that also, you know, young teens can hang out at, you know, hang out for them, you know, that was a big thing, you know, DJ Steve and Kimmy were all complaining, it's like, every club you go to, you gotta be 18 and over, and there's alcohol, so, you can't hear any good bands, so, Jesse took it upon himself to revamp the Smash Club and present it to a younger, uh, generation, with also, you know, adults can come and hang out there, too. It's basically a club for everybody, all ages, all ages, all the time. So, yeah, the only problem is <laughs> he has all these choices he's got to make. One in particular is he has to choose what color toilets he wants. Yeah, he has, he can, Jesse can't make decisions about the renovation of his club. You know, the color of the walls, the color of the floor, the color of the booths, but what he goes with I love it. I love it so much. We really have a red, teal, aesthetic, you know, black, and it just, all, it's just, it's great. And the thing is, usually when I go into, like, if I go to a restaurant and use their bathroom, I've only ever seen white toilets. So to see a black toilet, or a red toilet, or a yellow toilet, or a turquoise toilet, colored toilet, I'm like, if I, given the option, you guys know, come on. <laughs> If you've listened for a while, you know my favorite color is red. But if I couldn't go with red, I'd go with blue. And if it couldn't go with blue, I'd go with black. But the thing is with that, you guys know how easily, you know, mildew and everything builds up on a toilet. With a black colored toilet, are you really going to be able to see the mildew? I don't know. <laughs> so this episode's got a 6.7 out of 10. This is based on 211 ratings. This episode was directed by John Tracy. Writers Jeff Franklin and Tom Amundsen also credited as the writer for this episode. We have classmate played by Gregory Grunt, G-R-U-N-T. 
G-R-U-D-T, so Grudent. We also have Derek in this episode and Denise. So this Gregory, he does a lot of voice work. Good for him, good for him. Uh, he was kid in Toy Story. That could have been anybody. <laughs> it wasn't Andy. We see that. Uh, Belle's Magic. Magical World. He did the voice of Chip. Although in the theatrical Beauty and the Beast, the voice of Chip was done by um, Bradley Pierce, who was also in Jumanji. Let's see. Uh, Belle's Tales of Friendship also. Okay, so he was a recurring voice for Chip in the straight-to-video Bell movies of the uh, Beauty and the Beast. Gotcha. All right, well, that's, that's really cool. That's really, really cool. I don't know who Leland is of the Peanuts characters, but he also did the voice of Leland in 1992. I'm going to look for this kid. I want to... I, I don't think this kid got any lines. He might have just been... Because there's a lot of kids on this playground and stuff like that. So he could have been any one of those kids. Um, there's no trivia. Oh, we got goofs. Position of Jesse's arms when he talks about his decision to marry Becky. Continu that really a goof? That's not worthy of goof status on this page. I'm sorry. It's just not. It's... You're fishing for goofs to find any goof. And, uh, yeah. All right. So we do have a review. It's a 7 out of 10. The one where Michelle wants to be treated like an adult. Well, I wouldn't say she wants to necessarily be treated like an adult. She definitely wants to be treated like she's not, like, three years old anymore. Because she's not. I mean, the thing is, she sees... DJ and Stephanie going to the mall, getting their own clothes, and the fact that Michelle has Danny still buying, picking out her picking out her clothes. It's one thing to buy them because you know she's a kid. Where does she get money from? But she seems to have really no say, and he'll he'll just go and buy something for her and assume she's gonna wear it because he bought it for her, and it's a <laughs> like, oh, this looks like, this hat looks like this will fit you, Michelle. I mean, I was walking in the, in the mall, in the store, and I saw this, and I thought you'd look adorable in it, so I bought it for you. You'll wear it, right? <laughs> and what you going to say, no, Dad, I don't want to wear that ugly hat. Because it is, guh, <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> I would, you can pay me to wear that. You cannot pay me a million dollars to wear that hat and go out in public. <laughs> wearing that hat it's really bad <laughs> but yeah let's read this review this is going to be by taylor kingston this review was left october 5th 2015 on imdb warning spoilers i actually really enjoyed this episode it was entertaining and even fun to watch in this episode michelle wants to be treated like an adult or at least not like a baby since Danny is always babying her, which I think is super annoying. Michelle gets annoyed with that, too. I can understand why Michelle was so frustrated. He does everything he can to be overprotective. He even makes her wear a really childish hat. Yes, the hat definitely looks like it would belong on the head of a toddler and not an eight-year-old girl. Then when she climbs up on a fence to get a Frisbee, Danny loses it. 
embarrassing Michelle and making her resent Danny even more. Meanwhile, Jesse is trying to decide what to do in regards to renovations about his club. Worst part of this episode, Danny. Oh, hands down, I 100% agree with this this um, reviewer. Yes, Taylor, I agree with you. Overall, I give this episode a 7 out of 10, which in my ratings book is great. So... <laughs> Danny does go way too far. And whenever Jeremy and I would watch this episode on, like, Hulu or, you know, the DVDs, we'd always be like, there you go. There's another parent just walking in onto a playground at a school. There's no recess monitors to say, who are you? Why are you interacting with these kids? Should you even be... And in the world we live in right now, he would not be just allowed to just go into the back of the school on the playground with all these kids around, even if he is a parent. It's like, nah, I don't. you would have to go to the front office and probably get a visitor pass. Like, hey, it's my kid. I know her. It's okay. Her friends know me. It's like, that's great that they know you, but yeah. So, okay, before I officially get into the episode, I want to let the Tanner newbies know, those who have just jumped on the Tanner train, a.k.a. the podcast, I want to let you know where you can find the podcast to listen to. You can listen to it on the SoundCloud app or the website or download the podcast app and listen to it via the podcast app or uh, iTunes. Just type in Full House or Fuller House Podcast. And the Oh My Land to Holy Chalupas podcast will pop up. I do update uh, episodes either weekly or bi-weekly. So either four times a month or two times a month. Depending on what double feature or series of episodes I'm doing. That's another thing that sets this podcast apart from other Full House podcasts out there. Is that I don't go in order of air date episode by episode, season by season. I do it based on characters, based on different themes, holiday themes, summer themes. Just right now, I am in the Father's Day theme. Next month, I'll be doing the Almost Breakup Double Feature with Jesse and Becky. In Season 3's Breaking Up Us is Hard to Do in 22 Minutes. And then the Danny-Vicky Almost Breakup in season six's Designing Mothers, where we meet Vicky's mother. And oh my goodness, this woman needs to learn boundaries. Her grown daughter can make her own decisions. <laughs> so yeah, that is for July. And then in August, I'm going to be doing a Sisters Part 2 double feature, which is going to be featuring season four's The Hole in the Wall Gang and Sisters in Crime. Next year in August 2023, I will be covering Sisters Double Feature Part 3 and finishing up with Season 7's The Prying Game and Claire in Present Danger. So we have a DJ and Stephanie with The Prying Game and then a Stephanie Michelle with Claire in Present Danger. And actually in August, so we'll be focusing on... <laughs> It's going to be basically sisters, all three of them, in the Hole in the Wall gang. And also all three of them in Sisters in Crime when they go to the movies. And Kimmy has to sneak Stephanie and Michelle in. Because Stephanie and Michelle took 
the money that was supposed to be meant for their tickets and spent it on so much popcorn and candy and junk food. You'd think they were seeing all three Lord of the Rings movies and the three prequels. <laughs> the extended editions, too. My goodness. the mo They were seeing The Littlest Sea Lion, okay? That was like maybe a 90-minute movie, if that. You don't need popcorn bonbons, Goobers, Twizzlers, Sour Patch Kids. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to make yourself sick before the, the movie even starts. But yeah, anyway, look forward to that. Um, I am going to do a short little podcast about the upcoming schedule for the rest of 2022 and going into 2023. I've made the decision. I am going to be finishing up the full house portion of this podcast at the end of 2023. And then in 2024, I'm going to be finishing up the fuller house half, what's left of the episodes I haven't covered. And then from there, I'm going to probably be reviewing some Full House books. So the podcast isn't going to be going away. But once I cover the episodes, I'm going to be, yeah, <laughs> finding other material Full House-wise to be able to cover for the podcast. So anyway, uh, another thing that sets this podcast apart from other Full House podcasts is... This is a podcast for ears of all ages. That means that you can listen to it on speaker. You can listen to it in the car with your kids in the in the car. You don't kind of worry about me dropping F-bombs, H-bombs, S-bombs, none of that stuff. Feel free to just reminisce with me as I do. I've loved this show since I grew up with watching it. And I just love going back and just reviewing these episodes, even though I've seen them a hundred million times, um, and revisiting the Fuller House episodes too, because pretty much the Fuller House episodes, unless they're the holiday ones around Thanksgiving and Christmas, usually the other ones I've only seen like one time through, so a lot of stuff is new to me, so yeah. Also, if you would like to email the podcast and talk about your own Full House or Fuller House memories, or if you have ideas for a Full House Season 9, if we'd have gotten a Season 9 or 10. Or Fuller House Season 6 or 7 or 8. Where do you see the characters? I mean, we know what happened to the characters on Fuller, uh, Full House because they're adults. But there is a very long 20-something year gap in between when the show ended in 95 and when the spinoff aired in 2016. What do you think happened? Fill in the blanks. I would love to hear what you guys come up with. That would be so fun. Or, yeah, where do you see Jackson, Max, Ramona, and Tommy? And baby Danielle? And baby, we don't know, that Stephanie was going pregnant with at the very end of Fuller House. So, yeah, send an email to omhcfhfhpodcast at gmail.com. And if you're enjoying the podcast and you want to show support, I don't do Patreon. I don't ask for your money. This content is 100% free. There's no ads. There's no commercials. There's none of that stuff. So if you got a sec, jump on the uh, iTunes or the podcast app. 
Search for Full House, Fuller House Podcast, the Oh My Lanta Holy Chalupas Podcast will pop up. Scroll down where it says leave a review. Click on it and leave a review. Have fun with it. Use emojis. Tell me your favorite character, your least favorite character, or even your the best or worst plot line of either show. I would love to hear about it. Have just, yeah. Or you could even use emojis to have me guess episode titles. No one's done that yet, but they have used emojis to get me to guess the character. And I'd say I did pretty well with that. So, all right. Without further ado, let's get into this episode, High Anxiety. And let's see this adorable cold open. I bet it's going to be cute. I bet anything it probably has Michelle, Nikki, and Alex. I could be surprised, though. All right, so we have the cold open. So Danny is in the kitchen by himself, reading the paper, drinking his coffee. Michelle runs down the stairs saying, Daddy, Daddy, Daddy. And he's like, what? And she asks, You notice anything different? And she opens her mouth wide. You can clearly see she's missing her two front teeth. I gotta say, I I think Michelle looks adorable with the pigtails. It's so cute. It's like, hmm, did you comb your hair different? And she shakes her head like, nope. (laughs) She's like, like open, like smiling, like, come on, seriously, I'm missing two front teeth. You took off a few pounds, Michelle. Actually, daddy. Please. He's poking her in the tummy like, you take take off a few pounds, Michelle? (laughs) It's kind of adorable and weird at the same time. (laughs) She again opens the smiles with, you know, the two front teeth are missing. And she sticks the tip of her tongue between that gap where her front teeth should be. And it's just as cute and adorable as it is. Like, eh, it's kind of gross, too, at the same time. But honestly, what other time are you ever going to have a chance to do that? That you're ever going to have a chance since your two front teeth are missing? And Danny feigns surprise, like, oh my goodness, you've got less teeth to brush there. Because Michelle's going to be right around eight. And I'm just trying to think when I started losing my teeth, might have been around maybe six or seven. I remember one of my two, um, and it was funny because it was at the time when I was starting to live at my aunt and uncle's house in the fall of 1989, and it was a short ride from my house to my aunt and uncle's, like, it was like two to three miles away, and on the car ride over, because it's nighttime, it's dark and everything, and I could tell, you know, I had a loose tooth, and all of a sudden, you know, it came out in the car. I don't think we ever found it, because I was even, like, looking, like, in, because I was in the back, and I was, like, feeling in the seat, we were, uh, just could not find it, and I'm like, no, that's basically money in the bank, that tooth is. But yeah, that was the thing also my aunt had done when me or her kids would lose a tooth, we put the tooth in a cup, in a little plastic cup on the kitchen table. We'd leave it there overnight, and then we'd wake up, and then there'd be, like, change or, like, a dollar or something in the cup, and the tooth would be gone. So that was her version of the tooth fairy. Oh my gosh! She hits <laughs> the boat to Danny, like, 
<laughs> yeah, my two t my two front teeth. There you go. And Danny's like, oh wow, a double hitter. <laughs> Ew, <laughs> I'm not gonna wash my hands. <laughs> so Michelle says, oh, you better call the tooth fairy and tell her to bring twice as much money. And I'm just thinking, oh, that's right. When I covered the breaking up is hard to do in 22 minutes, that's the episode where. And I apologize for yawning. <laughs> I've had a long work day. Um, that's the one where Stephanie loses a tooth. I think she just loses one, though. But she keeps talking, like, the money that she got from the Tooth Fairy is more than what she probably normally wouldn't get. She gets $20. How much? I want to find out how much Michelle gets. Or are they just going to brush past it? I really hope they don't. Like, I want to know. How much is she going to get? A bucket tooth. How about that? And they're two front teeth. You're never going to lose those. You know, those, honestly, to me, are the big ends. The, the main important teeth. Everything else is just like your side teeth. No one's going to see those. But everyone sees your two front teeth. And she hugs Danny and he kisses her on the cheek. And that, honestly, that was like a very short one and done cold open like boom 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 daddy 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 you notice anything different let me see you comb your hair differently no take off a few pounds michelle poking her in the belly i'll give you a hint oh my goodness you got less teeth to brush there two less teeth Ooh, a double hitter. Better call the tooth fairy and tell her to bring twice as much money. So, Michelle's hanging out. Gosh, isn't it her bedtime? Because it looks like she's already in her pajamas. And DJ and Stephanie are just getting back from the mall. And Stephanie comes in with a yellow bag with no... You don't even know what store she went to. She just went to the mall. And the same thing with DJ. Has like a green bag that has no logo on it either. And I get it. I understand. Why not? But even still, it just seems like like in season two they had something that said like Sassy City, Fashions. Fashion Central might have been the... And I'm just like, come on. Just reuse those fashion... Central bags from season two. They must be kicking around somewhere in a storage closet, right? <laughs> Wardrobe, maybe? So, Michelle's like, you know, since she doesn't go to the mall with the why don't they take her? At least once. Come on, take your little sister. You have a girl's day. But no, she has to go with Danny to get her clothes, and basically she gets whatever Danny picks out. So... Michelle's like, oh, what'd you get? So, Stephanie got a t-shirt and a belt and a cat toy. And they're like, well, wait, we, Michelle's like, we don't have a cat. And Stephanie's like, oh, yeah, I know that. But the guy selling it at the store was so cute. Okay, so running right now, right off the bat, worst outfit in the running is DJ's see-through lacy black button-up it's it's like thin see-through black fabric and it's got like a 
under a black undershirt underneath inside of it. And I just, I don't like it. I just, I don't like it. Because, yeah, I know we don't have a cat, but the sales guy at Stuff for Cats was so cute. <laughs> but he clearly is like, how do you think the cat toy works? It's a little wand thing with a string at the end and a little cat toy. And she starts, like, this is really no different than when Stephanie was throwing that ping pong paddle ball in DJ's face and she finally got some scissors and just cut the string. Because she starts, like, putting, like, swinging it in DJ's face. And then DJ starts, like, like batting it out of her. Like, can you get that out of my... Steph, stop it. <laughs> and so she's like, oh, yeah, I get it. And I was like, great. You, I wonder what Comet would do if she started, like, here, Comet, let's see if you can use this cat toy. Thunk, thunk, thunk. <laughs> He's like, oh, nice stick. And he'd probably run off with it. <laughs> it looks like DJ's gonna hear. Like, Steph, seriously, get that out of my face, please. Yeah, I agree with Michelle. As she says, oh, I wish I could go shopping. And DJ's like, well, Michelle, you just went shopping on Sunday with Dad. And Michelle looks at her, probably rolling her eyes, like, that's not shopping. That's Dad telling you what to try on, basically. So Michelle has no real say in the clothes that she gets to pick out. I don't think that's fair. Because she is, like... This is season seven, so she's seven years old. So I don't understand why she can't have some say. I mean, if Danny holds up an outfit, what, she can't say, like, oh, I don't like that? And then he pressures her into getting it anyway? Like, oh, well, honey, I think you'll look cute. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I get it. He's her dad, so she really doesn't want to say, like, dad, I really don't. I don't know. I don't think I look good. Dad, I really don't want to wear this. And DJ said, well, sorry, Michelle, that's how it works. I mean, Dad picked out all our clothes when we were little kids. It's like, we went through it, you're going through it, and, well, I don't know what to tell you. It looks at Stephanie's like, hey, do you remember when Dad would hold up the outfit? And he'd be like, isn't this the cutest thing you ever saw? Ugh. I mean, come on, Danny, really? It's... Isn't that the cutest thing you've ever seen? Ugh, no, it's not. It's horrid. Ugh. And Michelle says, yeah, but I'm not a little kid anymore. And DJ says, well, do you wear makeup? And Michelle says, no. Stephanie asks, do you like boys? And Michelle goes, ew. And her response like, ew. Like, no, she's seven. She's not into boys yet. And DJ asks, oh, do you still talk to your stuffed animals? And Michelle says, if I'm not mad at them. I'd be like, well, wait a minute. Stephanie, you talked to Mr. Bear. And both DJ and Stephanie both look at each other and like, little kid. Like, come on, God. Really? She's your little sister. Give her some support here. Here comes Danny with another gift bag type bag. No, no, ugh. He's like, oh, hey, Michelle, look what I got for you at the store. I saw this, and I, I totally thought of you, and I had to buy it. So Danny made a special trip to this kid's store. And he made a special trip after he got out of work. He must have saw it the last time that he was with Michelle and just thought, eh, I'll, maybe I'll get it next time. And then he probably just could not stop thinking about picture of Michelle wearing this 
ugly. It just, it looks like something you would put on a doll's head or a stuffed bear, maybe. Yeah, and I was just kind of thinking about that. When DJ says, you know, Dad picked all our clothes up when we were little kids, and I'm thinking, well, wait a minute. No, I think maybe at some point he, well, in season one, DJ was 11, 10, 11 years old. By that time, she has an idea of what she likes to wear. And Stephanie might have been five or six, and she definitely would have had, I don't know, more of an opinion. But the thing is, by that time, the Jesse and Joey had moved in, and they were the ones that were taking the girls shopping because Danny was working all the time. And prior to them moving in, and when Pam was around, you know, alive, she was the one that was taking the girls shopping. So I don't buy this, oh, that's what Dad did that when we were young. It's like, mm, no, because we know that DJ was big and always like, I want to go to the mall and get clothes that are on sale. And she generally had an idea, like, the royal blue sweater from the season two Valentine's Day episode. You know, she wanted that. You don't see Danny's like, oh, Stephanie, DJ, well, I was at a, the mall, which, why would he make a stop at the mall if the kids aren't with him? I mean, come on. I'm sure they have cleaning stores at the mall, but even still, anyway. I'm just, I'm, I'm just not buying that Danny would have picked the girls clothes up for them Michelle yes but and we've seen examples of that like when he takes her to go shopping and buys her a dress after Jesse buys her a leather jacket he's like no no I'm going to take Michelle shopping that was in the slumber party episode I remember that that was from uh, season four the way that, because <clears throat> when Danny comes in with that shop, that fake shopping bag, it's a, just a gift bag from a store. It's like, oh, I picked this up on my way home from work. Let's see how it looks on you. And like I said, it definitely does look like cheap, like mint green, cheap material that you would use if you would see them at antique stores on those old, you know, bears with the old timer, the, um, you know, the clothes from, like, the 20s and 30s and 40s and stuff. Or, you know, even dolls with that type of clothes. Where did he find that? That, honestly, it just, it looks like something you would put on, you know, a one-year-old or a two-year-old that really probably isn't going to have a huge say in what they're wearing because, they can't voice their opinion yet. Well, maybe they can a little at two, but I don't think Michelle would say, I don't want to wear this at two years old, even though she had a very uh, extensive vocabulary at that time. But it's just, DJ and Stephanie are just standing there watching this just like, what, I don't have to go through that anymore. And I can't see Pam doing that. Like, oh, isn't this the cutest thing you ever saw? We're going to get that for you. The, yeah, it's like a mint, mintish green, cheaply made cloth hat that has like three dead looking fake flowers on the front. That Michelle's got kind of this little um, pursed lips kind of thing, and she just like, damn, really. If she, she can roll her eyes at Danny right now. She, in her 
head, she is, in her mind, she is rolling her eyes so hard at Danny right now. He even looks up as he sings. Isn't that the cutest thing you've ever seen? After he plops it on Michelle's head and looks up at DJ and Stephanie. And I get it. They're, you know, that's their dad. They're not going to question, like, dad, obviously, clearly, you can see that Michelle isn't about this. Why don't you ask her what she thinks and what type of clothes she might want to wear so she can have an opinion in her wardrobe? I mean, she's not going for flashy and revealing and way out of Danny's comfort zone as far as clothes go. Because she's only seven, but come on. It just, it, it makes me think of that Simpsons episode, Summer of Four Foot Two, when Marge takes Lisa shopping for a bathing suit, and she's taking her to the Little Miss section, and she's like, oh, look at this little swimsuit, and it's got a star on the fanny, it's basically like an, like, overalls type of weird swimsuit thing, it's just really something that Maggie would probably wear and I'm just like at some point you gotta realize that your kids once they are at least what six seven maybe even five they're gonna want to start having an opinion to some effect about what they're wearing and and think about it I mean if Danny had all boys do you really think he would be doing this to his sons like Oh, yeah, let's go and pick out some clothes for you. It's like, no, he wouldn't be doing... Hmm. Another example here of the way that he is just not able to let go. Like, she's my last baby that I can dress any way I want. Like, she's a doll. I'm like, no. She's a seven-year-old who is trying to gain some bit of independence from her father. Not a lot. She's not asking to stay out till midnight. She's not asking to have free roam in the neighborhood. She just wants to say what she wears. That isn't... Like, she's seven and he's dressing her like she's a toddler. And Michelle turns her head, like, again with the pursed lips and just uh, like, and Stephanie and DJ like, see what I'm working with here? I know you had to deal with this too. Help me, please. Like, I'm begging you with my eyes right now on my face. Please step in and say something. Save your sister from this humiliation. And instead of, you know, they're not going to say anything against Danny's choices here. They just kind of like shrug their shoulders like, eh, what you going to do, Michelle? Sorry, we had to go through it. You're going through it. No one helped us. that thing. Like, seriously, knock it off. I wish I could go shopping. Michelle, you went shopping last Sunday with Dad. That's not shopping. That's Dad telling you what to try on. Yeah, that's not shopping. Well, that's how it works. Dad picked out all our clothes when we were little kids. Remember how he'd hold up the outfit and say, isn't that the cutest thing you've ever seen? But I'm not a little 
kid anymore. Do you wear makeup? No. Do you like boys? No. <laughs> Do you still talk to your stuffed animals? If I'm not mad at them. Little kid. Hey, guys. Hey, Michelle. Hi. Mm, I got a surprise for you. I picked it up on the way home from work. I think you're going to like it. Let's see how it looks on you. It's ugly. I wouldn't wear that. Isn't that the cutest thing you've ever seen? No, it's not. Okay, wow. So Stephanie and DJ come down the stairs. Joey's got a plate of bacon. And uh, apparently there were four slices. But he's like, oh, Stephanie's like, oh, something smells good. So she and DJ both take a couple strips and a bacon off the plate. Oh, here comes Steve and Kimmy. Told you I smelled bacon as they pull the final pieces down. And Danny's sitting there expecting, like, oh, what happened? And Joey apologizes. He's like, oh, sorry, Danny. It was a feeding frenzy, I guess. It looks like Kimmy and Steve both eat, took more than one piece. Danny says, well, I'd have made a grab for it, but I was afraid I'd lose a finger. Oh, teenagers and their I-gotta-have-food-all-the-time type of, uh... Gosh, that makes me think of when I would get home from school, or get off the school bus, and I'd have a couple hours, you know, of TV time to myself. And I would get... Oh, I wish they made that, but they discontinued it a long time ago. It was Kraft's Jalapeno Dip, and it was so, so good. It was not overly spicy. It had a nice kick to it. And I would just have Jay's potato chips, or I would try, you know, uh, pretzel sticks. And it was just, it was amazing. And I would just, like, catch myself just thinking about it on the bus ride home. Like, yes, I want the jalapeno dip. And eventually, it got discontinued. And I'm just like, really? <sighs> Story of my life, because everything I like gets discontinued, it feels like. Uh, just about everything. The raspberry and cream cheese um, toaster strudels, they stopped making those when I was in my late teens. And they just had, like, strawberry and cream cheese or cherry. And I'm just like, no, I wanted raspberry. Ah. So Jesse comes down with a bunch of paint samples and it's not like you go into a Home Depot and you got like the different strips of paper. These are like little tiles of different colors and he's going, he's just reading them off. Blueberries and cream, iced apricot, mocha frost. Cause he's thinking of what he wants to paint the Smash Club. Well, definitely not any of these colors cause it really seems like these colors are kind of on the light side and you really, I mean, I get what he his color scheme that he goes with. You want bright, you want popping, you want really catchy colors. You want vibrant. Because it's a club. And Jesse says, because he wants everyone's opinion, because he can't, he's just having a tough time deciding. So, I mean, there's nothing wrong with kind of pulling other people into the fold and saying, hey, what do you think? If you were me, what would you choose? And he's like, I don't know whether they put on two to put on two coats or two scoops. So Stephanie, like, you have to ask. She's like, Oh, what are you painting, Uncle Je Uncle Jesse? And Jesse's like, Oh, the Smash Club. I'm doing a a new whole new 
renovation to it. It's going to be so cool. I mean, it's my club, so I can decide the look. They're like, well, what do you want to, what are you going to do? And he's like, oh, I haven't decided yet. That is a lot kind of to put on one person, especially if, you know, you don't have, I mean, he's got a house full of people to throw around ideas with that can help him make decisions and stuff like that. Yeah, he's like, I can decide the look, the feel, I can decide the mood. DJ says, you know, what are you going to do? He's like, oh, I don't know, I can't decide. There's When so many options are available, it's like your head is just spinning 100 miles an hour. Like, I don't know, what if I pick the wrong one? And that's the thing that they're talking about being careful about what colors you do pick because it can really turn people off and turn guests away. Steve is so proud of himself. He's like, oh, the decision to decide is a decision in itself. And the way that Jesse looks at Steve, because Steve is just beaming, like, uh, this thing he quoted clearly is from somebody. And Jesse just kind of looks at him like, uh-huh, that doesn't help me at all. And Jesse's like, yeah, that's heavy, Steve. And DJ tells us that Steve has gotten so deep since he started that philosophy class, you know, since Steve's in college in season seven. Uh, no, actually, that quote came from uh, the guy at the car wash that had it tattooed on his back. Ew. Danny's the one that brings up the fact that it's like, you gotta be really careful for what colors you choose for your club. And Jesse's like, why? Well, Steve's like, hey, remember that cafe on Polk Street? Closed down in a week. And DJ's like, yeah, Cafe Black. That place was so depressing. And... Cammy, of course, are many nicknames for Jesse. She's like, oh, it's true here, boy. The wrong color combinations can make people physically ill. And she turns to Stephanie and says, hey, Blondie, your uh, outfit's making my eyes, your shirt's making my eyes water. And Stephanie fires back, my my outfit, yours should come with an airsick bag. Because Cammy, of course, the multiple colored, it's, a, it's like a jean vest with... Um, like, multicolored square pattern, and then she's wearing a button-up shirt underneath that is also multi-neon-ish, bright, bright colors, so. Yeah, Sammy's like, me, your get-up should come up, come with an airsick bag. Well, yeah, I mean, if you look in contrast, Kimmy and Stephanie's outfits, Stephanie's isn't bad, it's kind of a off-white kind of cream with light roses on it and it's you know it's muted in contrast the colors as far as are very pale in comparison to Kimmy's flashy and bright popping colors I like teal. That's the decision he goes with. Teal definitely, I swear that's got to be one of the colors because the tables, I mean, they're all like red and yellow and teal and black and I just really just, I, I don't know why, I just, I like the color teal, which is kind of close to what uh, Jesse's shirt is there. And Joey is like, teal, ow. And Jesse's like, well, what? What? I like teal. I like the color teal. And Joey says, well, you probably don't care that teal was the color of Custer's last shirt. I, I want to look, I'm going to look that up right now because I don't think that's correct. I mean, 
Teal just seems like a color that wouldn't have been put into shirts and stuff until much, much later down the road. Yeah, I'm not finding a definitive answer, but I'm pretty sure it wasn't teal. It looks like from the pictures that it was blue. And this is supposed to be, what, 1990... Let me look at the air date here. 93, towards the end of 93. And the internet, I mean, it's nothing... <laughs> if, it, if it existed in any form in 93, I don't know, how would... Joey, I mean, sure, he could have went to a library and looked it up in an encyclopedia or something like that, but part of me just feels like, nah, he's just saying that. Because even the internet in 2022 would not give me a definitive answer than just showing me pictures of maybe it was most likely blue. That's why I thought, like, colors like blue and gray weren't they a lot of the uniforms back then, right? Joe, Jesse starts following Joey out, like, oh, Joey's got the, uh, <laughs> since he's so versed in historical colors and what they, they mean and what color could be good or bad, Jesse really wants Joey's advice, and Joey's kind of walking away into the living room, like, putting his hands up, like, no, 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 I've said enough, because he's like, Joey, wait, what do you, th what do you know about chartreuse? Now, isn't chartreuse also kind of a, a bluish color? Okay, I could not have been more wrong about the color chartreuse. <laughs> chartreuse, also known as yellow-green, is a color between yellow and green. It was named because of its resemblance to the color green of a French liquor called Green Chartreuse <laughs> introduced in 1764. Similarly, chartreuse yellow is a yellow color mixed with a small amount of green. It was named because of its resemblance to the color of another French liquor called yellow chartreuse introduced in 1838. Wow, why did I think the color chartreuse, just because the name sounds good, was another version of blue of some kind? <laughs> yeah. He asks about the color taupe, and then he's like, what color was the Titanic? Well, what color... What are you referring to? I mean, the Titanic, what, the outside of it was, what, white mainly, right? And then the whole, the bottom part was, like, black or something. I don't know. I mean, it had many colors if you look inside the Titanic, depending, you know, the rooms and all that stuff. So I wasn't surprised the color taupe being a combination of brown and gray. I mean, I it sounded like definitely would be a, a brown, but also apparently... It's a combination of brown and gray. Ranges from the color of a tan trench coat to that of fresh mushrooms. As with any color, undertones and lighting conditions are factors as to whether you chosen, whether your chosen taupe will skew, skew warm or cool. Yeah, I definitely, when it comes to a club, I would not be picking light colors like coffee color or mocha color or anything like that. Definitely teal, maybe tangerine orange, um, maybe mellow yellow, different shades of red, stuff like that. You want bright and popping, but not to the point where you're going to make someone physically ill. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not an interior decorator. I'm just going with uh, my own opinions. Hey, 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 do you guys mind? Uh, right. I told you I smelled bacon. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, 
Well, sorry, Danny, it was a feeding frenzy. <laughs> I'd have made a grab for it, but I, I was afraid I'd lose a finger. <laughs> I can't believe these paint samples. Look at this. Blueberry cream, iced apricot, mocha frost. Oh, where they put on two coats or two scoops. What are you painting, Uncle Jesse? Well, oh, Smash Club. I'm doing a whole new renovation. It's so cool, man. It's my club, so I can decide the look, I can decide the feel, I can decide the, the mood. So what are you going to do? I don't know. I can't decide. <laughs> well, the decision to decide is a decision in itself. <laughs> since he started that philosophy class. Oh, uh, well, um, actually, the guy at the car wash had it tattooed on his back. <laughs> Jess, you gotta be very careful. You cannot choose the wrong colors for your club. Why? Well, remember that coffee shop on uh, Polk Street? Closed down in a week. Yeah, Cafe Black. <laughs> that place was so depressing. <laughs> it's true, Hairboy. The wrong color combinations can make people physically ill. In fact, Blondie, your outfit's making my eyes water. Me? Your getup should come with an airsick bag. Uh, all right, all right, gang, chill out. Now I've made my first decision, and I'm going with teal. What do you think? Teal. Ow. Yeah. What ow? Well, I like teal. Well, you probably don't care that teal was the color of Custer's last shirt. Joey, wait a minute. What do you know about chartreuse? Taupe. What color was the Titanic? So, uh, <laughs> Danny gets upset. Oh, my gosh, Danny, that tie. Oh, ooh, you want to talk about bad? That is not. What is that? He's wearing a light denim shirt with jeans, but the tie he's wearing is overly large, and it's brown with like it's not polka dots it's like something on there but it just it really clashes I mean I think it would have been better like with like a bluish tie or with white specks on I don't know something to go with this denim shirt and denim jeans but uh, it's just no Danny that is that is a, you shouldn't be buying clothes for Michelle if you can't find a decent tie to go with your shirt coming from someone who does not wear ties. So he's like, oh, you girls better get going. Here's your lunch money. Hands it to DJ, or no, Stephanie. And she's like, thanks, Dad. And then hands lunch money to DJ. She's like, oh, thanks, Dad. And then he turns around and Kimmy holds her hand up like, oh, thanks, Dad. And Danny looks at her and is like, nice try, Kimmy. And she says, well, worked last week. Danny kind of laughs it off for a second, but then it dawns on him, like, oh my gosh, where was my head? And I guess, is he dropping Stephanie off at school, too, first? Because DJ's like, come on, Steve, we're going to be late. And Steve's like, not the way I drive. And Dan, you said that in front of your girlfriend's father. Yeah, come on, Steve. <laughs> I would have kept that to myself. Both before DJ opens the door to the outside, she and Steve look at Danny with this apprehensive look on their faces like, oh, I shouldn't have said that. And Steve adds, safely and carefully. <laughs> oh yeah, it looks like, yeah, he definitely, I mean, 
Well, the thing is, Steve's in college now, so he's giving his girlfriend, his girlfriend's best friend, and his girlfriend's sister a ride to school. So he's making two stops on top of wherever he's going to be going, because he's not in high school anymore. So, Michelle's got a good question, because Danny still makes her lunches, which is understandable. She's in elementary school. Um, I do remember having to fish out lunch money out of my dad's, uh, change container on his dresser, and I remember in junior high, I think lunch was like a buck thirty-five, but in high school it was like a dollar fifty. But, God, I think the only time I ever had lunch going to school would have been in, like, first and second and third grade when I lived with my aunt and uncle. She would always, you know, make our lunches. Word of warning, don't ever put milk in a thermos. I made the mistake of that once, opening it. I don't know why I was opening it on the school bus to school, but it started leaking. And I'm just like, uh, it's going to stink. Yeah, like, mm. But then again, what else are you putting in a thermos if it isn't milk, water? I mean, are you going to drink pop out of a thermos? I don't think so. Yeah, I think once I moved back home, um, when I was going into fourth grade, I was just getting lot, like, lunch money and getting my lunches for the school. Which, um... Could be good, bad, depending on... I think pizza was gross. Always hated the pizza. Um, chicken nugget day was awesome. And also, in elementary school, when I mean elementary, I mean like first grade to... I don't think it continued after third grade. But anyway, we'd have like the styrofoam type divided, you know, trays. And on a certain day, I don't know whether it was chicken nugget day, but there would be a sticker day. Like, the lunch ladies, someone would, like, get a sticker under their tray, like a handful of kids. And they were like, wait till you're done eating before you check the bottom of your tray to see if you get a sticker. You get, like, a prize or something. I think I got, like, dinosaur cards one time. And I could not believe it, like, the day that I got a sticker. Like, yes! <laughs> it was so cool. So, Michelle asked, why can't I have lunch money like Steph and DJ? And Danny says, because I don't want to worry about you losing your lunch money or blowing it all on chocolate pudding or something to that effect. And then he mentions about how he puts a, like a jelly smile on the inside of her sandwich, even though once you close the sandwich, you can't really tell anymore. You can't see it, but he's like, oh, we both know it's there. And she's just like, Oh, she's over this babiness. It's like she's seven. Stop treating her like she's in preschool. That bag on Michelle's back is so large. It looks like <laughs> she could fold herself up inside it. It is that it's like the size of a suitcase on her back. But I really like her look here. She's got like a jean vest with bits of pink and she's got um a pink shirt underneath she's got oh i love her hair she's got it kind of the f front pack kind of pulled back and braided down against the back of her hair and it's just it's on also you know her backpack is shades of 
pink and kind of a periwinkle color and black and yellow. It's just, I, I love it. I just, I love the color coordination. Yeah, he's like, oh, who else makes a happy face out of grape jelly on your peanut butter sandwich, huh? All she would have to do, that's why they have little coin purses or little uh, money things that you could put it in that and then you zip it up in the bag and you don't got to worry about it until lunchtime. The front of this jean vest has like daisy flowers running down like the pocket in, um, against blue and pink, which it just... I, I think this is number one. This is top runner for best outfit. I just, I love that and the the colors of the backpack. It just, it flows so nicely. So, Michelle, I'm guessing, is like in a carpool with maybe Denise. Because the horn that honks does not sound like a bus honking. It sounds like, it's like, oh, that's my ride. And Danny yells, because they're in the kitchen. He's like, oh, she'll be right there. Well, it's not like the, is the car like right in the backyard like we've seen vehicles on occasion tend to be? Oh, he's bringing out the hat again. No, it has, that is so, uh, it, it goes against her outfit, the blue and the and the pink. And even her, her lunchbox is a light, like cotton candy blue color. That mint green monstrosity of a hat. It just, it's, it, it clashes so hard, like Danny's brown tie against his light denim shirt. Audience just groans like, oh, Michelle, we feel for you, sweetie. Yeah, he's like, you have a good day, all right, sweetheart, as he puts the hat on. And she looks at him like, you've got to be kidding me. How am I going to have a good day wearing this ugly hat? Again, he goes with it. Isn't that the cutest thing you ever seen? I would have ripped it off my head, thrown it on the ground, and say, I don't want to wear this hat. Stop making me. I can definitely see how she finally is enough's enough. The looks I'm giving him, the expressions on my face are not getting through to him. Because all he sees is toddler Michelle wearing this ugly hat. And she's just monotone. Bye, Daddy. Like she's a robot. Comet's just hanging out outside. I guess he was trying to get at the bacon, too. Because he's just laying there, just like, hmm. Another day of nothing to do. Because Michelle's like, bye, Comet. And then she's like, wait a minute. Hey, Comet. Come here for a second. And then she puts it on his head. And he just looks so dejected. Like, why are you putting me through this? He just lays it on top of his head and you just hear them whimpering. Mm. She does the same thing Danny's like, isn't that the cutest thing you ever see? Love it, she's doing it sarcastically. Michelle just rolls her eyes. Oh, and she leaves her lunch behind. And then she walks away. Comet just turns his head and just looks at her like, oh, I feel you, Michelle. I don't want to wear this thing either. Luckily, I can just shake my head and off it goes. All right, you girls better get going. Okay, Steph, here's your lunch money. Thanks, Dad. DJ? Thanks, Dad. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> nice try, Jimmy. Hey, it worked last week. <laughs> Come on, we're going to be late. Not 
Excuse me? Safely and carefully. You better be. You got two of his daughters in your car. Okay, Michelle, sweetheart. Here's your lunch. How come I can't buy my lunch like Stephanie and DJ? Sweetheart, I don't want to worry about you losing your lunch money. Besides, who else makes a happy face out of grape jelly on your peanut butter sandwich, huh? Why wouldn't I, of course, I even I know that? It, you know, you can't see it anymore, but we both know it's there, don't we, honey? <laughs> Oh, okay. She'll be right there. Here Who are you, you shouting to? <laughs> oh, oh you the hell day, all right, sweetheart. Yeah. This is so Isn't demeaning. Isn't that the cutest thing you've ever seen? No. Bye, Daddy. Bye. <laughs> He's got a peanuts lunchbox. Okay, so I realize why Danny is wearing that ugly brown tie. Because his blazer that he's wearing, or suit jacket, if you want to call it that, is <laughs> also brown. So I get, okay, now I get why he's wearing the brown tie. So now we go to Jesse, who has got a bunch of different books of samples of colors. He's just like, maybe, maybe, if I had to, not in this lifetime. And Nikki and Alex are just kind of hanging out. He's just kind of, you know, watching them while he's looking at uh, <laughs> these samples of colors. And one of the twins is like, read me a story, please. It's like, I'm like, buddy, this, that's not this type of book. There isn't a story in here. But luckily, Jackie, yeah. Jesse is like, yeah, yeah, I'll read you a story. And he gets the kids on the and on his lap, like, okay, here we go. Let's just. There once was a man who had to make a bunch of decisions about a nightclub that he owned, and he just could not decide on which color to paint the club. He even says, "Boys, this is a, not a storybook. It's a sample book. They don't know what that is." There's even fabric swatches and stuff samples. And wallpaper set. No, don't go with the wallpaper. No, just don't do that. It's a shame what happened to the Smash Club down the road in Fuller House was it was turned into a laundromat, which weird. Um, and it feels like I don't think we ever revisit the Smash Club after. It's like what was that? It was an episode where everyone kind of dresses like they're from the eighties. Like, they're, they're celebrating. It might be Fuller's in a Fog. I'm not sure, because I haven't covered the episode yet, but, yeah. And they're both twins. are like, please, Daddy. That one in blue, his pants are sliding down. You can see his diaper. Like, pull his pants up, please. He's like, well, and the well-coiffed nightclub owner could not make a decision between one color or the next one or this one or that one and then the phone rang the end <laughs> okay guys thank you thank you 
and he pushes them off his lap and they're like great story like sure that one in red there's got his finger in his nose the whole time <laughs> if they're filming this scene it's not like you can say blake or dylan because i don't know which one is which not like get your finger out of your nose get your finger out of your nose because the last thing you want is one of these kids to start crying if someone's like get your finger out of your nose Jesse, this is, he really needs to have another person on board to balance ideas off of. Like, well, I guess maybe Joey, but Becky, I don't know, maybe Becky, I mean, I know, she's at work. So he's getting calls about, you know, bathroom fixtures. It's, it's a whole club. You got so many decisions to make. And he really needs to start delegating these to the family. Like, sit down with them, say, hey, this is what I got here let's just, just honestly you need to bring it down step by step okay let's focus on you know small space like the bathrooms okay we got the bathrooms done let's focus on you know because there's going to be a break room for employees there's going to be the dance floor there's going to be the stage there's going to be the restaurant area and you know also the kitchen you got to make sure like everything is what it needs to be and a utility closet, just all these little things, just take it step by step. Because he's looking at the big, big picture, and I think he's just getting so worked up and confused. It's like he doesn't know which direction to go in. But it's like you need to, I know he wants to do it all himself. It's like, it's my club, this is my decision. It's like, yeah, but you need help making decisions. Take it one spot of the restaurant or the club at a time. That way you can start crossing things off your list as you're making those decisions. Like that decision's finally done. And just say, this is it. I don't want to make any changes. Just don't second guess, guess yourself. Just, yeah. And the thing is, the family ends up working there as far as, you know, DJ uh, and Kimmy and Stephanie are kind of, you know, the family's helping out. So maybe even having their input, especially if it's going to be, a club that's geared towards, you know, all ages, but also kids that are Stephanie's age and older, you know, get into, like, what do you, they know that kids like as far as, you know, colors? Do they like, you know, bright, hip colors? And, yeah. Retroness also, yeah. Even though it's, like, 93. <laughs> oh, I get it. Bathroom fixtures, meaning toilets. Jesse's like, why don't you just send over some samples and I'll just, you know, look at, oh, because you, like, go with the flow, you know, toilets. So, you know, uh, plumbing and everything. Uh-huh. Becky comes out wearing a choker. I'm sorry, but I cannot get behind that in 90s fashion. It was just, no thank you. So, she's like, hey, how's it going? And he's like, it's just, it's going not great because there's so many decisions and I just feel like my head is spinning. And he says, you know, I never knew it would be this difficult. It's like, because you're the only one making all these decisions. You need to ask other people's opinions. Have them take that load off so you're not as stressed. Yeah, because he's like, I got floorings, wallpaper, and I think my head's just going to explode. And I'm just thinking, what, wallpaper? You really need to bother with wallpaper. I mean, maybe in the bathrooms, but... I don't know. It just seems, that seems like a hassle because after a while the wallpaper is going to start to 
peel around the edges or curl up at the bottom and then you gotta replace the wallpaper. I mean, it just seems a lot more easier if you just paint it and then if you wanna give it a touch up paint every few years or whatever when it starts to fade, seems like a lot less hassle than dealing with wallpaper and glue and this and that. It just, yeah, just paint it, just paint it. Okay, so, <laughs> Becky's being supportive. She's like, honey, your head's not going to explode. It might get a slow leak, but don't worry about it. It's like, just, it's going to be all right. It's like, definitely, he needs to, I can imagine it's going to be very successful or stressful. Just the idea, like, a lot is riding on this club to be successful. And he, it's like any wrong move he makes when it comes to any of these decisions is just going to end in failure. But, so, okay, so Alex is the one in blue, and he's doing the hopping up and down motion, meaning, like, oh, he's doing his god, Alex is, uh, doing the gotta go dance. <laughs> like, why don't you take a minute, Jess, and see if you can get Alex to use the potty. So, then I'm guessing just one of the twins is potty trained, or maybe one is already, like, Nikki's potty trained, but Alex is still, you know, working on that aspect, I guess. I don't know. Maybe... <laughs> Maybe, if I had to, not in this lifetime. Mm. Mommy, Daddy. Uh, boys, this is not a storybook, it's a, it's a sample book. Daddy. Okay, all right, all right, come over here, hop on guys, come over here, son. All right, ready? Here we go. Okay, once upon a time, there lived a handsome, well-coiffed nightclub owner. And uh, he couldn't make a decision. He couldn't decide if he wanted this color, or this color, or this color, or this color. And it was driving him crazy, see? And, and then the phone rang. The end. Okay, thank you, guys. Great story. Good story. Talk to me. Oh, bathroom fixtures? No, I'm sorry. I've got so many decisions to make right now. Uh, look, why don't you guys send over something for me to look at, and then uh, when I see everything, I'll just kind of go with the flow. Get it go with the flow, plumbing. <laughs> Hello? Hello? Hi, honey. How's it going? Oh, terrible. Oh. i got so much riding on this club, and I, and I can't make a decision. There's so many options. I never knew it would be this difficult. I mean, i got floorings and, and wallpaper. I, I think my head's going to explode. Oh, honey, your head's not going to explode. It might get a slow leak. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jess, why don't you take a break and see if you can get Alex to use the potty he's doing. He's got to go dance. Okay, I think we have a new contender for worst outfit of the episode. And I'm not talking just about Becky's choker. I'm talking about that, um... Oh, gosh. What kind of green would that... This almost seems like a chartreuse's green, but maybe not. But it's just... It's just... It's like... Like, there's a lot of fabric on the ends of her wrists. And it just... It just... I don't... It's billowy. It just... I don't like it. It's imagining, like outfit, you know, shirt and pants kind of, it's just, it's really not great, and that choker is just hideous, so yeah, I think, honestly, that's gonna be number one right now, and then that kind of moves DJ into second place of worst outfit of the episode, so, alright, we are now going to the playground area, and the kids want to, Michelle and Denise are like, hey, there's Derek, he's sitting on a bench, 
Let's throw this frisbee around. <laughs> that does not look like there's a lot of room to be thrown. I mean, they're not like chucking the frisbee, but still the amount of, they have so many things here. They have a fence that looks like it's kind of covering a mini baseball diamond. And then there is a merry-go-round and then there's a bed, a metal bench that Derek is sitting on eating a rice cake. He's got his lunch open and he's just like, I gotta have this rice cake. My grandma would get rice cakes. So I remember she'd get the caramel ones and they were just, they were amazing. And she's like, can you not eat my rice cakes, please? Thank you. I'm like, but they're so good. Yeah, Michelle's like, Derek, why are you eating lunches and for an hour? Derek says, I just, I can't get through a recess without a rice cake. Yeah, sometimes you'll eat, need a little, like, a uh, quick snack. And I mean, even, yeah, so lunch is an hour, so what? Have a little snack in between, you know, breakfast and, and lunch. Kind of a mini brunch thing, only it's a rice cake instead of whatever is normally served at brunch. So she says, oh, save some for me. I forgot to bring my lunch. You mean you just left it there because you're like, forget this. I ain't bringing this lunch this lunch tote or this lunch box. And Denise is like, well, you should buy your lunch in the cafeteria. And I'm like, with what money exactly? She, or Danny didn't give her any money. What, is she going to charge it? I mean, I had my student ID card in... in junior high and you can charge up to three dollars which is basically the equivalent of two you know lunch tickets and then once you hit that three dollar mark is that like you can't use your card until you pay that off <laughs> a very good indication about my future self with uh, my spending habits don't spend what you don't got basically Michelle says, well, I'm not allowed to buy my own lunch. And Derek asks, why not? And Michelle says, because my dad makes my jelly smile. And <laughs> Denise's reaction, she's like, okay. Like, that's weird. Anyway, hey, let's go throw the frisbee around. So Derek, Denise, and... Michelle spread out to throw the frisbee. They make a triangle formation. And Michelle's got the frisbee and she says, you know, my dog can throw one and catch one of these in his mouth. And then she throws it to Denise and Denise says, yeah, so can my brother. I'm like, ouch, that's got to hurt. Um, <laughs> there is a double or triple lengthwise water phone. I've never seen something like that before. I wonder if it's either just two or there's another one in the middle. Okay, so yeah, from the faraway shot, it does look like there are three. Oh, that's creative. I like that. I've usually only seen like singular water phones, but this one is like a long white trough type communal type, uh, water fountains yeah they're not chucking the frisbee because there really isn't a whole lot of room there's a little girl a little blonde girl who's sitting on the bench where derek was sitting well she's sitting on the end of it and she's reading a book so she's kind of just watching these kids 
the object is to throw it to each other, not like, okay, here it goes, like he's going to whip it. And he whips it right on top of that baseball fence. Just, I don't know what that fence is there. It's not like there's a baseball diamond. At least I don't think there is. It's just a fence for the sake of being a um, fence with a long overhang on it. And he chucks the, he, he chucks it, he's not even looking at either of them. Because Michelle, when Derek chucks it up there, she's looking upward like, what, Derek? And he he's amazed at his strength. Like, wow, it just floated right up there. Dude, no, you were aiming for it. You were like, here, it's all on the wrist. And he's, the way he just, he whipped it. He's lucky he didn't go on the roof of the school. And then Denise is like, oh, Michelle's like, well, why don't you just float up there and get it? And it seems like Denise is kind of a bit of a tomboy here. She's like, I'll go. I'm not afraid of climbing that. Okay, so clearly it is a baseball diamond because we do see a couple kids off to the side that look like they're like a couple grades above Michelle because one of them does have a baseball mitt on. Well, actually, the both boys have a baseball mitt on. Why would you have something like that in such a small space? It's supposed to be a playground, right? Unless we're not seeing all of the playground. Because it's just you... There's not enough room for that in a merry-go-round. I am surprised there isn't a swing set there. But it just seems like you would have a baseball diamond somewhere else where there's a lot of room to spread out. And Michelle's like, me neither. Let's do it. So both of them are game like to go up there. And, you know, it's a chain link fence. So the way that it's, you know, kind of the wire is diamond shape. It's basically hand and footholds all the way up and all the way down. So Denise is kind of goading Michelle because Michelle, like, grabs a chain link fence and she's kind of looking upward just like, wow, that's really high up. And... Denise, like, grabs the bar to pull herself up. She's like, come on, Michelle, are you afraid to come up? And Michelle's like, no, I'm just afraid to come down really, really hard. As Denise reaches the top. She's like, oh, don't worry, it's easy. Danny, oh my goodness. He's like, oh, hey, honey. He just walks onto the playground with her... Maybe that might be, like, the Snorks lunchbox. I can't tell. I don't know if it's, or the Peanuts, but it looks like it could be, it's an underwater vibe kind of thing. But he just walks onto the playground. He doesn't come from inside the school. He's just, like, parked on the side of the road. And I'm just like, Danny, you cannot do that. I don't care if you're a parent. Where's there a recess monitor? We always had those in school. There were lunchroom monitors and there were recess monitors. And sometimes they were, the monitors were always going to be teachers or a parent volunteer somebody. But there's always somebody there to try to keep things under control. You know, if kids are fighting, if some stranger comes on to the playground and starts talking to the kids, like, we don't know you, who are you? I mean, 
Derek and Denise know who Danny is, but that still does not give him the right to just walk up onto school property. And it just, it makes me think of, gosh, what grade? I, I think, it, yeah, it was third grade, I remember. Because for whatever reason, because my class was a small class and we had like second graders and third graders. And it's like, I had to go and play at the school across the street, the Riverside School, which had like a handful of grades there. But because I was in third grade, I had to go and play over there instead of playing with my friends that were like in a grade below me. Didn't make any sense. I, I don't get it. But anyway, while I was over there, when we were, you know, when my other friends that are in my same grade were over there with me, there was a, f a fence that kind of ran along the length of it. And there was, um, living in a small town, we had this one guy who, um, he, he was mentally challenged. He was an adult and stuff, but he would hang around the, the outside the, the fence area and stuff. And it just kind of creeped us kids out. Like, like, uh, I don't know. Just cause, I mean, the guy, I mean, we were like eight, nine years old and this guy's like well into his twenties. And we just, you know, hang around watching us kids and just really put off a, a weird, uncomfortable vibe. Remember, there's on the other playground of the, you know, main school that I went to, an elementary school, there was a fence that separated, there's a house on the other side of that fence, and the, the, the fence kind of, you could see into the, the person's yard, I don't know who lived there and stuff like that, but sometimes you're, like, practice, like, climbing up this chain link fence to see how high we would go. But we were always told, like, get down, get down, you're going to hurt yourself. And I hated how, like, the, the metal of the chain leak fence would always leave, like, imprints on your hands. Like, ugh. Ugh! Danny, I cannot stand him this episode. Especially in this scene, it drives me nuts. And she's like, he's like, oh, you forgot your lunch. Here you go. And she's like, thanks, Dad. And he's oh, you forgot something else, too. And he brings out that disgusting-looking mint hat. It's just, oh, with the dead fake flowers on it. I just, I can't stand it. She took it off for a reason. It's not like she just it fell off her head. She di didn't want to wear it. You should have taken that as an indication. He's like, oh, I forgot something. And the fact that he's there, and, you know, she's like seven, eight years old, so, of course, these kids are going to be like, oh, this person's with their... They're dead and they're being all lovey-dovey. Like, <laughs> we're going to crowd around you and, like, embarrass you. Yeah, Danny's like, oh, it must have fallen off your head on the way to school. And Michelle's eyes are literally, like, bugging out. Like, don't do it, Dad. Please don't put that on my head. Please, I'm begging you. There's already a handful of kids, like, like oh, my gosh. <laughs> Look at that ugly hat. <laughs> He's like, oh, actually, Comet Fun is really funny. <laughs> he was wearing it. It's like, yeah, that was intentional. I put that on his head. <laughs> Why are these girls, like, pointing upward? Like, what's that person doing up there? What's that kid up there on that fence? On that jingling fence? That, uh. And, of course, again, he's like, how many times now has this line been dropped? It's, it was the cutest thing you ever saw. Like, I swear it's been, like, five or six times already since the episode started that that line alone has been said from somebody multiple times from Danny.
uh, gotta go, Dad. We have a frisbee situation. And she goes over the chain link fence, and of course, Danny's like, "Oh, Michelle, I don't want you climbing up there. You're gonna get hurt." I would have, if I were her, I'm like, "That's great, Dad. Thank you for the hat. Please, I'll put it on when when you go, when you leave. Okay, just go." Like, I'd be like, "Dad, what are you doing here? Did you sign in in the office? You know you can't be here without school permission." She drops her lunch box on the ground and goes back to the chain link fence. And Danny immediately, whoa, whoa, whoa. He's like pulling her off of the fence. Like, you can't be up climbing that thing. That's not safe. And of course, Denise is up there. It's like, you got the frisbee because he chucks it down there. And he's like, <sighs> he can't believe that Denise climbed all the way up there. It's great. Now I'm like having to take care of kids. It's like, no, where is the recess monitor? There's nobody there. And it's a fenced in area. Oh, there air there's bats like up against this fence too, and there's bags there, and there's a little um what one of the plates, I think that's home plate. But Denise is like, hey Michelle, this is cool. I can see the top of your dad's head. <laughs> three kids that are looking up at Denise like oh whoa look how she climbed up there now that she's done it what's to say these other kids aren't gonna look? I want to see if I can climb up that too and Danny immediately is like Denise I want you to come down from there right now that is not safe so she's like all right and then she throws the frisbee down she doesn't need direction from you. She can, she climbed up her, there herself. She can climb down herself. Why are you feeling you got to direct her? Like, oh, come on over that pole very slowly. Okay. And then he, like, when she gets closer down, he pulls her off. But it's like, see, that's why you need a lunchroom monitor to keep these kids from climbing up there. Because someone's going to climb up there. Someone's going to hurt themselves, someone's going to fall off the edge, and just, boom, break a leg or something worse. Oh my gosh, Danny is just treating her like such a baby, and it's ridiculous. And Michelle's like, I would have been careful. And he's like, oh, I know you would have, honey. You know, why don't you go play on the teeter-totter now, okay? Why are you telling her? Oh my gosh, I cannot stand him this episode. Enough is enough. Okay, somebody took a bite of an apple and just left it on that metal bench. That is nasty. And there's a juice box there too. There are so many kids gathered around, like, encircling them. And Dane's like, oh, and when you come home from school, I promise, when you come home, I'll show you the top of my head, okay? And then he turn and he takes that stupid hat and puts it on her head again. Like, I gotta go pick up Vicky, and here, I want you to wear this hat. I gotta go pick up Vicky, so if you would, wear that. And the kids are already kind of giggling, like, it just looks really ridiculous. He's like, now let me give you a big kiss. And the kids start, I mean, they're already giggling. Girls are like, <laughs> right behind Michelle. And Michelle looks uncomfortable and embarrassed, which... What kid wouldn't be if their parent is embarrassing them? Why does it look like Derek is even trying to cover a stifle a laughter? It's like, dude, you're her friend. And Michelle is like, she starts backing away from Danny, and he looks at her like, what's wrong? 
And she's like, I don't want to kiss, okay? You need to stop treating me like a little baby. And she takes that hat and just throws it on the ground and walks away from him. Yeah. She says, I don't want to kiss. And he looks at her confused, like, why not? And she says, stop treating me like a little baby. Yeah, I'd be like, seriously, stop. No, I would be like, why are you here to drop off my lunch? Great. The hat? I don't need this. Ugh. Just, it drives me in, ugh, just nuts. I cannot stand him right now. She, like, takes it and, like, tosses it in his lap. And then he's, he's just kind of kneeling there. And she just, does she even take her lunch? She takes her lunch into school with her and just walks past him. And Danny's just left there, like, what did I say? What did I do? What do you think you did, Danny? Put yourself in her shoes. Would you want your dad or mom coming to your school and saying, here, wear this ugly hat that I bought for you because I think it looks nice on you. Ugh. And the fact that he's like, oh, go play on the teeter-totter. Excuse me? He is. He's just being too much with her right now, and she's reached her breaking point, which I would too. Teeter-totter right now, okay? And I promise when you come home, I'll show you the top of my head. 
Okay. I gotta go pick up Vicky, so if you would, wear that. <laughs> now let me give you a big kiss goodbye. What's wrong? I don't want a kiss. Okay, I think we have third place worst outfit of the episode, and that's going to go to Vicky's brownish dress. I just, I don't like it. And I honestly, I don't like that her hair is more of a dark auburnish brown color. I like, more like in season six when it was more kind of a reddish color. I really liked it then, but it just, I don't know why, just, but Jesse, he's got the kitchen table covered with samplings of wallpaper and fabric samples and other samples of other things and it's just it's taken over the whole house it's like people eat on that kitchen eat at that kitchen table and Vicky is trying to tell this story to Danny about a topic she covered since she's a journalist or news reporter or something to that effect and he's too busy using a cloth on a fork or a spoon and he's just so distracted because Michelle called. I can't believe he's actually surprised that Michelle reacted that way. Oh, he's polishing a fork with like a rag or something. And she's talking about a sultan that she got to interview, that he let her in to interview him. And she knows Danny's not paying attention. And she says, you know, everything was going great until that camel exploded. And Danny is still so distracted. He's like, yeah, yeah, that could happen. Just keeps going with this outlandish story. She's like, do you know that those homes are filled with candy like a pinata? And Danny's just like, life's like that. Like, he's, yeah, he's not even paying attention. She finally gets his attention and I say, oh, are those scuff marks on your kitchen floor and he's like what where and he looks at her and he's like oh thank you yeah I finally got your attention well he's bothered because Michelle finally had had enough of his babying and Danny apologizes he's like I'm sorry Vicky I just I can't stop thinking about Michelle and he kind of throws his hands up in the air kind of exasperated like why wouldn't she kiss me I'm like Danny you're doing this right in in front of her her friends and other kids she goes to school with. Of course she's going to be embarrassed. Because you're embarrassing her by your actions. And he asked, <laughs> asked people, like, what, do I embarrass her? Like, seriously, you got to ask that question, Danny? I think if you think hard enough, you know the answer to that question. And Danny says, yeah, I didn't start to embarrass DJ or Stephanie until they were at least 10 or 11. I'm like, yeah, I'm sure they begged to differ. It was much earlier than that. Vicky says, you know, well, now kids nowadays get embarrassed by their parents at a much younger age. Like, yeah, just sometimes, you know, parents have a hard time letting go and letting their kids, you know, take on their independence and everything is like no you're still especially if you're the baby of the family and everything like the parent doesn't want to let go 
So Stephanie and Michelle come home. And Vicky's like, oh, hi, Stephanie. Hi, Michelle. And Stephanie just goes upstairs. Well, no, she doesn't. So Danny's like, hi, honey. How was your day? And she just hands her lunch to Dan, a box to Danny's father. And she just walks past him and goes right upstairs. Yeah, because Michelle's all like, hi, Vicky. Yeah, and she holds her lunchbox out. Father, like, take my lunchbox. I have nothing more to say to you. And after Michelle goes upstairs, Danny, like, sits at the kitchen island there, and he's like, gosh, do you see that, Vicky? She's so angry with me. I'm like, well, I, if I were in Michelle's shoes, I would not be happy with him. You know, she has to go with the, the school with those kids five days a week until she eventually goes to middle school. But it's just, it's just things that... <clears throat> Kids, you, you, can't, you can't live that down. It's like, oh, your parent embarrassed you. <laughs> Is your dad going to give you another kiss today? <laughs> or something like that. Yeah, and he says, well, she thinks I treat her like a baby. And Stephanie says, you know, Dad, I mean, sometimes you can be a little overprotective. So Stephanie gives an example. She was at the mall last week talking to Lucas Killian, the cutest boy in her class. And Danny notices Stephanie's shoes were untied, so he gets down on the floor to tie them. Really, Danny? That's a bit much. All you have to say is say, hey, Steph, um, your shoes are untied. If you got a second, just tie them so you don't trip. I mean, if I see someone's got their shoes untied, you think I'm going to go, oh, let me tie your shoes for you. Like, <sighs> no, you just say... Just, hey, um, your shoe's untied. Did you know that? Or you don't even, if it's a, you don't even really have to say anything. I mean, my God. But you definitely don't bend down to tie their shoe for them. Especially when Stephanie, who's been tying her shoes for a while, can do it herself. And especially if she's in the middle of a conversation with somebody. Yeah, it just reminds me of, um... That, that guy again, because we lived in a small town, and this guy, he was, that guy that was hanging around the playground, he was, like, all over the place. You know, we live in a small town, and somebody told me once they were at a McDonald's, and the guy was, like, in line behind her, and he said, oh, your shoe's untied, and then he went to go bend down to untie this person's shoe. Like, What? And Vicky just turns to Danny with a little thing. Are you kidding me? Really, Danny? And Danny is like, oh, well, I thought she would trip. And Stephanie says, yeah, I did trip over you. Yeah, come on, Danny. Use your head. Okay, so Jesse comes in asking for, you know, help making a decision. As far as the cup goes that he wants to choose for the Smash Club. Oh. The one that he's got there that he pulls out is a pretty good sized cup that you would probably find in a coffee shop that would have like an espresso in it or something. Like, hey, let's go for coffee. Here's a cup. Well, that. Well, now I'm sure any place you go to is not going to have a cup cup like that. It's going to be like a Starbucks cup or something with their logo on it. He's like, all right, so, and this one is a light blue color, kind of maybe a sky, sky blue color. He says, all right, so this one here, 
says, here's a club that gives me a lot of value for my money. And then the next one he pulls out literally looks like it belongs in a toy tea set, a tea party set. And yeah, and then he pulls out this little one that, yeah, it does look like it belongs to a child's tea party set. He's like, boy, this place must be hit because I'm getting ripped off. <laughs> that looks like, I mean, yeah, a, t a children's tea party set or like something that you would sample a drink from. Like, oh, can I get a little sample cup of this? Like if they're having like a coffee taste, different types of coffee or something like that. You're doing like a coffee taste, kind of like wine tasting, only with coffee. And DJ peeks her head in and says, hey, Uncle Jesse, some guy just brought some samples over. And DJ says, they're in the living room. And then Danny's like, more samples, Jess, you gotta do something. My neighbors are starting to browse. One thing, you know, Jesse lives in the attic and whatnot with the twins, but when you start taking over the rest of the house with all this stuff, I mean, the whole kitchen table is, like, covered with giant books of paint samples and tile samples and fabric swatches and this and that. And it's just like, you need to clean this mess up and put it so... Even the coffee table had stuff all over it, the couch. It's like, you, you got to take this up to the attic and sort it out there because the rest of the house does, is lived in by other members of this family. So we can't be waiting for you to make a decision so we can finally sit down and eat dinner and have a place to put our food. He says, you gotta do something, Jess. This place is starting to look like a showroom. My neighbors are starting to browse. Jesse says, you know what? I'm ready to sit down and make a decision. And DJ says, you know, and I got the perfect place for you to sit. And when he walks into the living room, it's filled with toilets. greatest stories I, I ever covered when the Sultan agreed to let me interview him I thought I would die uh -huh. <laughs> and everything was going great until that camel exploded yeah that can happen did you know that those humps are filled with uh, candy like a piñata life's like that are those uh, scuff marks on your kitchen floor what? I just waxed. Where? Well, I finally got your attention. Oh, I'm sorry, Vicky. I can't stop thinking about Michelle. Why wouldn't she kiss me? Do I embarrass her? <laughs> what do you think? I didn't think? start to embarrass DJ or Stephanie until they were at least 10 or 11. Well, kids nowadays get embarrassed by their parents at a much younger age. Hi, Stephanie. Hi, Michelle. Hey, Vicky. Hey, Steph. Hi, Vicky. Hi, honey. Father. <laughs> Did you see that? She's so angry with me. She said I treat her like a baby. Well, Dad, sometimes you can be a little overprotective. <laughs> me? Yeah. Last week, I was at the mall talking to Lucas Killian, the cutest boy in my class. Dad notices my shoes were untied. So he gets down on the floor to tie them. I was afraid you would trip. I did. Over you. Hey, guys. Hey. I need your help. I'm, I'm finally close to making a decision, okay? Now, you guys tell me which cup you like for the smash button, all right? This one says, here's a club that gives me a lot of value for my money. And this one says, 
Boy, this place must be hip, because I'm getting ripped off. Hey, Uncle Jesse, some guy just brought some more samples. They're in the living room. Okay. More samples? Jess, you gotta do something. <laughs> this place is starting to look like a showroom. My neighbors are starting to browse. Uh, you know what? I'm, I'm ready to sit down and make a decision. And I've got just the place for you to sit. Good. All right, so we do see the toilet. There's seven? Bro, I'm seeing it's seven toilets. So we have uh, eggshell white colored toilet. We have a, again, kind of a um, white sky blue toilet, colored toilet. We got a black toilet. We got a kind of a... Um, What's the word I'm looking for? Um, a pinkish white colored toilet, kind of hue, maybe carnation-ish a little. Um, we also have a canary yellow colored toilet. We have a red toilet that I would love. I would love that toilet. And of course, if I had to choose a second one, it would 100% be that teal toilet. Amazing. And if I had to go third, it would probably be the black toilet. And Jesse's just like, well, wait, I'm at a catalog. Why is why are all these toilets here? And can you imagine they someone delivered those toilets? Those things aren't light. They're heavy. I've never lifted a toilet, but I have heard they are beyond heavy. DJ says, you know, it's honestly it's a good look, but personally I would have gone with chairs. He's like, what is this? I I wanted a catalog or something. Well, then why didn't you just tell them that? You said, why don't you send over some samples? Did you not know you were talking to the plumbing company? You know, bathroom fixtures, toilets. And DJ is just like, well, good luck, Uncle Jesse. And oh, don't forget to put the seat down. And Jesse sits down on the red toilet. And he's just head in his hands like, oh my gosh, I can't. And Joey comes in the front door and he sees Jesse sitting on a closed toilet lid. And he says, oh, the, uh, excuse me, I'll come back. And Jesse kind of waves Joey and like, get, get back here, please. I need your help. I cannot make a decision. And, and shuts the door and says, oh, I'm sorry. I'll come back later. Yeah, he says, get back here. I'm in trouble. And Joey says, well, I'll try reading the newspaper. That always works for me. And he's got, like, Bay City Magazine, which has got, like, a decrepit-looking tree. It's like a picture that was taken in a, in a forest that has one lone tree standing in it. He's finally starting to lose it. He says, ah, oh, I can't make a decision, Joey. This whole thing is so overwhelming. Well, that's what happens when you single, you know, when you own a club and you take on this responsibility and you're redoing it. I mean, he didn't think like, hey, let me run some ideas of, well, even when he was going for that loan, he had mentioned about, here's some ideas I have for the club as far as what I kind of want to do. As far as, because he had, like, blueprints and, you know, different things and different, you know, probably sketches, ideas, stuff like that. But these are all the finer details of, like, okay, you got how you want it to be. 
kind of bringing everything up to code and now you can kind of design it how you want to but now he's at a loss of what he wants to do versus what maybe the people want like how am I going to draw people in versus keeping it you know hip and having a cool image yeah and he's so angry he's like He's so, well, ain't, no, he's, ain't frustrated. It's like, the Smash Club, you know what? It's going right down the, well, you get the picture with all these toilets here. So Becky comes out, and she's like, hey, Jess. And he's like, yeah. And she says, uh, don't get up. Yeah, she asked Jesse, would you like chicken or hamburger for dinner? And he's like, you know, I don't know. Make, make whatever you want. I can't, I, I, I do, can't make a decision. So, um, here's a question. Does Becky make a separate dinner for her, Jesse, and the boys? Or does she make a dinner for Ev, the whole family? Because usually it's like the whole family's sitting down to dinner. I mean, they may have a table upstairs in the attic, but it doesn't mean they're sitting down to dinner at it, except for that one time when Becky was making a dinner for Jesse to reveal that, you know, her pregnancy and everything. And then Jesse did the same thing when he wanted to have another kid with her made that same kind of dinner. So I'm just thinking, why would you consult him if you're con making dinner for the whole family? That is something that, and not to mention, it just seems like you would have a set, with a family that size, you would have to probably pre-plan your meals ahead of time. Just like, okay, for the coming week, what all do we want to do for dinner? Do we want Taco Tuesday? Do we want, you know, hamburgs? Do we want like breakfast for dinner one night? Um, maybe, you know, fried chicken another night, and just, you know, all, maybe pizza, just, there's a plethora, you know, lasagna or spaghetti one night, something like that, so, because you had a whole big family, so whatever you could, it just would make more sense just to have everything, you know, each week is pre-planned when you go in the grocery store, you know what you need to get, you're not like, because no one at the, at the end of the day, you don't want to come in like, well, I don't know what to make for dinner. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because with us, it's just kind of like dinner is usually up in the air unless we or I kind of have my own ideas like, okay, you know, next week we can do this or we can do that or we can do that. Or, you know, there's sometimes where it's like, I don't want to make a big meal. You know, I save that for the weekends on occasion as making the meals. Whereas during the week, sometimes it's just like, hey, we can each do our own thing and stuff like that. So, yeah. Um, Actually, one thing I just, because I started getting into, you know, brats, those Johnsonville better cheddar, you know, brat hot dog thingies. And I discovered that there is a new type of hot dog bun where it's, it's a split top. It's split down the middle. I'm like, that is so convenient because if you know the regular hot dogs where it's like on the side and a lot of the times you're opening it and it just splits the bun completely in half and there you got, you know, a useless hot dog bun. But I like the split top version. I hope that it's something, I mean, I don't know how long it's been around because I don't buy bread all the time when it, you know, hot dog buns all the time. But I saw it in like, I like this. I hope this is something that catches on and like people will prefer the split top hot dog bun over the regular, you know, other one. It's just so much easier. You don't gotta worry about a splitting down the middle. Becky is just like, uh, cause he's like, I don't know. Okay, I don't know. I can't take the pressure. And Becky's like, okay, well, how about we'll just have fish then? 
Yeah, and Becky, because he's just, Jesse throwing his hands up. You know what? I give up. I just, I can't do this. And she says, honey, you know what? You are right. You are putting way too much pressure on yourself. So she tries to get him to kind of visualize what is one of the easiest decisions you have ever made in your life up to this point. And he says, you know, I think when I decided to marry you. And she says, okay, good. So look at these toilets. What one of these toilets gives you that same feeling. And of course he picks the black one because his favorite color is black. We learned that in season one, DJ Tanner's Day Off, season one's finale. DJ's like, oh, what's your favorite color? And he's like, uh, black. Like, okay. Mine's, like I said, mine's red. You all know that my favorite color is red. My second favorite color is blue. Yeah, he, she says, what was the easiest decision you ever had to make? And he's like, oh, the day I decided to marry you. And Becky says, okay, well, why was that the easiest decision? And he says, because I knew I loved you and I had this incredibly good feeling. And Becky says, okay, let's run with this. Look at these toilets. What toilet gives you that same feeling? <laughs> you know, honestly, it, it looks like that one that I thought is kind of a sky blue from this front angle of that toilet. It almost has a light kind of periwinkle-ish, which is kind of a, a bluish purple type of look to it. Gosh, I really like that teal toilet, though. That one is awesome looking. Some toilets that are more kind of have a square tank, a rectangular tank versus kind of a kind of a curved rounded oval shape. Not that that makes a difference. You know, when I when we got new toilets and um, when we were doing work on the house, and I'm like, okay, I like this where instead of using the flusher on the side, you just have the two top buttons on the top of the tank that you just push down. And, um, I, I learned from, um, my sister, she had said, cause I was pushing, you know, there's like one that had the one water droplet and then there, the other button had the two water droplets and I was pushing the second one. And she's like, you know that the second one is for when you do number two, right? And the, for the one droplet one is for when you go number one. It's like, oh, I just kept hitting. Because number two, I guess, is the water is more forceful, which is understandable. And the thing was, as cool as that was, just to have to press one or two buttons, it really... It's like we kept having to pull the top of the tank off, the cover off, because it kept, like getting shifted or something and when you're pushing the thing down the the button was going all the way down it wasn't flushing I'm like you know on second thought I kind of miss the regular just the one on the you know the lever on the side you just push it and you're done with it and stuff like that <laughs> and yeah when Becky says what should these toilets give you that same feeling and Jesse says I don't know we just met and then Joey kind of pipes in with come on Jess which one of these beauties can you see yourself walking down the beach with okay seriously that whole walking down the beach hand in hand or dinner by candle those are such cliched romantic tropes that it's just like it sounds like when you say those things when you don't have an original idea in your head. Like, you can't come up with something on your own. Like, yeah, right? I bet you never walked. We lived, we had lived like a half a mile from the beach. I don't think we ever 
walked hand in hand on the on the beach in the sunset or in the middle of the day. No. Also, walking barefoot on hot sand. Oh my gosh, that is horrible. Ugh. Also, kissing in the rain. I just, I don't really, I, I, I would try, I would like to try that once in my life, but I really don't see how that would ever really be appealing unless you're like really in the moment and you're just not even paying attention or even noticing the rain because you're so in love. Me, I probably would be noticing the rain. Like, I'm getting wet. This isn't romantic at all. <laughs> oh, Jessie asked Becky, uh, promise you won't get jealous? And she just kind of smiles at him like, honey, just pick a toilet. <laughs> Jessie says, oh, to be honest with you, I did get all tingly when I saw this one. Of course, it's, it's the black one, yeah. And Joey, playing game show host, picks up the tag and says, well, you've just selected the Flushmaster 2000. It's a dandy for your fanny. Chicago 60609. Congratulations, Jess. You just made a decision. And Jesse feels so proud. Yeah, and that's the thing. He's like, yeah, that, that felt really good. And he, he finally realized, like, here's the catch. You know, I just, I just got to go with my instinct. That's all. It's like, yeah, don't second guess yourself. Just go with your gut. Sometimes, like, even in a, you know, if you're playing, like, a board game or something, and you kind of go against your gut feeling, and then you're, like, kind of kicking yourself later, like, oh, man, if I'd only just went with two, or if I'd only just guessed this, it was on the tip of my tongue, and I didn't do it, and then it's just, like, you're kicking yourself later. And Becky goes over and kisses Jesse and says, you know, I think it's going to be beautiful. And I'm thinking, you know what, you made one decision. You're on, you, you step to the next one. What's the next one? I mean, picking the toilets are, you know, that's not so bad. But then you got, like, bigger, like, the flooring, the, the, the paint, the tiles in the bathroom and stuff like that. And Alex comes in and says, potty. And... <laughs> Jesse's like, oh, not just any potty, son. That's a Flushmaster 2000. I picked it myself. And <laughs> no, Alex really has to go. He's like, potty now. And he goes to lift the lid, the lid of the toilet. And just says, no, 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 son, no, son. Those are loners. Like, you're going to pee on Danny's floor. We don't need that. Not to mention, if someone would, that toilet is high up. He would have to be hoisted up there. Or... Well, I'm just thinking of when I was young, and I just, like, I guess the, like, not just the lid, but the um, top part of the toilet was up, so when I sat down, when I was a little kid, I fell into the toilet, and I'm, like, yelling for my parents, help me, help me, stop, get out. Yeah, and Becky's like, Jess, he's serious, He he's finally ready to use the potty. Well, clearly he's trying to lift the lid. It means he's probably got to go. He's past the I gotta go dance, and I'm gonna, like, now he's moved on to the I'm gonna go right here if we don't, like, help me with the situation. Jesse's like, my man! No, 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 son, no, son, no, son. Those are loners. <laughs> so, yeah, Jesse's got uh, Alex there ready to go to the bathroom, and Joey's like, oh, here you go, buddy. This might help you out. And he's like, thanks, Joey. <laughs> he said, thank you, Joey. 
<laughs> you know, it's an interesting look, but personally, I would have gone with chairs. Uh, what is this? What I, I wanted a, a catalog or something. Well, good luck, Uncle Jesse. And uh, don't forget to put the feet down. <laughs> Michelle's in bed for, you know, her bedtime, and I like her little, because it's after the bedroom's been redone and everything, and it's just, it's really nice. It's got kind of the pinkish salmon, it's almost like the same kind of, salmon colors is the same, you know, across the hall in DJ's room with the, the lavender and the peach, but... Michelle's reading a picture book that says ZXP. It's, of course, it's not a real book, but just what a weird title. And Danny comes in. He's like, hi, Michelle. It's almost like he's a little nervous just after her blow up at him. Like, how to, he's a little nervous to approach her. Like, is she gonna, but no, she's just like, hi. Like, she's kind of nervous too. Like, okay, what's, 
is he gonna get mad at me or yeah it's just they're both kind of nervous after that uh, escapade at school and Danny starts off with you know I know you're upset about what happened earlier today and I think I understand why and Michelle asks why and he says well honey I've been having a hard time letting go. And at least he is admitting that, yes, he is having a hard time letting go. And Danny says, you know, after all, you're my last baby. I mean, you're my last big girl. And he says, you know, and from now on, that's how I'm going to be treating you. Like a big girl. Michelle's a little nerdly. Uh, she's a little like, really? Like, are you like, are you like, really, really? It's like, yes, really. So yeah, she is gonna kind of test this just to see like, okay, okay, um, so can I pick out my own clothes? And Danny says, yeah, I think you're ready. I'm thinking, I think Michelle's been ready to pick out her own clothes for the last year or two. Wait a minute. When she picked out that dress in that slumber party episode, she says, I like this dress. I picked it out myself. So, she at one point had some say, unless J Danny held up a couple dresses, like, which one do you like, Michelle? This one or this one? Like, you probably gave her some choices. And then she asks, can I bring lunch money? She says, yeah, as long as you don't blow it all on pudding. <laughs> Gosh, I was in high school when they started getting, like, like fries and, and it, it was in this really cool colorful like purple yellowish container and um the fries honestly weren't good so they were like they could have come out of the fryer and they still were like meh I mean they're they don't live up to what I call the high standard of french fry which is the McDonald's french fry no and they like, we're, I'd say they were just below a Burger King french fry, which Burger King is just like, meh, they're, they're okay. So was, those fries were just below that. They're, like, I guess you could even say they were serviceable. Like, they they did all right. Michelle is kind of pushing it now. She's like, uh, can I get a tattoo? And Danny's like, <laughs> as long as it washes off in the tub. Oh my gosh! That's right! Remember when, <laughs> again, in that slumber party episode, when Jesse took her to get that leather jacket and that white t-shirt, and she's dressed just like him, and she says, I got a tattoo, and Danny's like, Jess, I'll kill you, and Jesse's like, relax, it washes off, and of course, yes, it did. Danny says, it did wash off with lavender soap, like, he really had to work to wash that off. And she says, all right, deal. It's like, okay. So he's kind of, you know, lifting some of these boundaries that he's like, he's giving her a little more freedom, a little more independence. He wants to make clear. He says, and sweetheart, look, if it embarrasses you when I, when I kiss you, he says, I'm going to try to remember and respect that. Okay. And I would be like, well, I mean, just. Don't do it in front of my friends at school. It's like, yeah, I mean, a kiss goodnight at, you know, when you're going to, to bed and stuff. You know, I always would do that before I, um, 
you know, before I would go to bed, I'd always, like, give my dad a hug, and I'd kiss him goodnight, and say, goodnight, and I love you, and everything like that. So, you know, not, I mean, there are times, like, my dad might, you know, pick me up for school or take me to school for something when I was younger, and I don't think he ever, you know, I would give him a hug and a kiss, and it's not like I was embarrassed, like, I'm giving my dad, you know, a hug goodbye and everything like that, and it's just... That's just, that's what you do, and he was just making such a dramatic show of it in front of those kids, and he was just, it was a bit much. Yeah, and you know, I mean, yes, the, the sad music, well, sad-ish, kind of just heartwarming music, I guess. And when he says that, you know, I'm going to try to remember and respect that, you just hear that, and almost, I mean, the the tone of the music, it just feels like, in a way, like, they're changing and evolving, like, they're, Michelle and Danny's relationship, like, he is, she's getting older now, and he's slowly letting go, like, this is a big, big moment for him, you know, we've seen Michelle from a one-year-old little baby all the way up to now, and it's just... That, uh, that moment is just, it's, it's changing. They're both, you know, she's evolving. And he says, night, Michelle. And Michelle says, night, Daddy. And it's just, it, it just, it, it just, it does, it does feel a little awkward after that, that kind of blow, blow up thing at school. It's just, it's just. They're so, both of them honestly feel so nervous as in these boundaries and everything and, you know, giving in a little to, you know, give some freedom and stuff. And it's just like, it's almost like now that he's giving her that, he doesn't know, like, where does she draw the line now and... I don't know, it just, it just feels like they're really, both of them, you know, even when he was walking into her rooms, like, it's almost like kind of a nervous, like, hey, is it okay if I come in, is it okay if I talk to you, because, you know, she kind of, you know, blew up and yelled at him and stuff, and just the way she was downstairs, and I'm just like, I'm just sensing that nervous energy between both of them, it's just like, it's, this is a new, new territory for them going forward and he goes to lean in to kiss her but he stops and then he just kind of lightly touches her cheek with his his two hands kind of and it just it's because he doesn't he just doesn't know like does if i you know if you don't want me to kiss you in front of school or is it just no i can't do that at home either it's just like he's trying to be respectful and stuff like that and if i were michelle would like just I mean, it's okay if you, you know, give me a kiss and stuff at night and whatnot. Just don't do it, you know, in front of my friends, like, when I'm at school like that. And make a big thing out of it. Yeah, it just looks like it really kind of broke Danny there. He just, oh, he just looks so sad. Like, oh, my baby girl's getting older. Oh, my God, this is the saddest. Oh, just a little sad wave that Danny gives in the doorway and then Michelle gives back to him. It's just like, oh, my heart is kind of breaking for both of them because they don't know. It's just so awkward for both of them, this whole new territory that they're going into with a 
what's okay and what's not okay at what times to be able to give affection and he doesn't want to overstep his boundaries because he feels, you know, she's made it clear like you are overstep, you have overstepped. So now he's like, it's almost like he's walking on eggshells around his, his daughter. Like, I don't know what to do, what's appropriate, I don't want you to yell at me. And when Danny turns the light off and shuts the door, we cut back to Michelle. She just kind of leans her head back, just like, oh, this is so confusing. Like, she loves her dad. In a way, she probably feels like she kind of did hurt his feelings in a way. It's like, I mean, she wanted her voice to be heard and her opinion to be heard, but she didn't want him to take it. And it just kind of feels like the same thing with... Gosh, this is so similar in a way with, oh, where, oh, where is my little girl gone? Only he's dealing with his youngest daughter here, and in that one he was dealing with his oldest daughter, where he's like, what happened to my sweet little girl? And she says, I'm, don't you get it, and I'm, I'm not your little girl anymore. So even at 15, or 14, 15, DJ is still... You know, he still thinks of her, you know, all of his girls as, you know, his little girl and whatnot. And just that look of when she says that to Danny, just it kind of breaks him a little inside. But the thing is, the matter is, it feels like he has that mainly with either DJ because she's his firstborn and his oldest, and Michelle because she is the baby, she's the youngest. But then even with I'm not DJ... It just feels like, in a way, like, Stephanie gets the short end of the stick in a lot of ways. Like, he's always so focused on either Michelle's feelings or DJ's feelings. Like, I want to spend time with you, DJ. Let's go hang out. It's like you have two other daughters and you are not doing anything with either. Especially Stephanie. I mean, my goodness. Hi, Michelle. Hi. I know you were upset about what happened today, and I think I understand why. Why? Well, honey, I've, I've been having a hard time letting go. After all, you're my last baby. I mean, I'm, you're my last big girl. And from now on, that's how I'm going to be treating you, like a big girl. Really? Really. Can I pick out my own clothes? Yeah, I think you're ready. Can I bring lunch money? <laughs> as long as you don't blow it all on pudding. Can I get a tattoo? <laughs> Only if it washes off in the tub, okay? All right, deal. Okay. And, and sweetheart, look, if uh, if it embarrasses you when I kiss you, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to remember and respect that, okay? Okay, so this is the end of the day. We do see a father and daughter walking off the playground area. And Derek, like any 
goody two shoes type. Oh, he's like, oh, I wonder why Mrs. So-and-so didn't give us any homework. I think I'll go ask. And, excuse me, Michelle grabs Derek by the arm and says, you know what, send her a postcard, okay? It's like, it's the weekend. Do not go back and ask her why she didn't give us homework, okay? Just let her, let us have a break once in a while, okay? So Lex, like, yeah, it's the end of the day, and they're all kind of waiting for their parents to come and pick them up. Both Denise and Derek, oh, uh, no, both Denise and Michelle grab Derek. Like, no. But hey, let's throw the frisbee around one last time. Oh my gosh, Derek, you didn't learn the first time? Because, yeah, they pass it to Derek, and he's like, it's all in the wrist. And again, he's flinging it upward. It's like... Do you see Michelle or Denise anywhere up there in the sky? No, because they're on the ground with you. They're at eye level. That's what you're doing. You're lightly tossing it to the, where they're able to catch it. It's like, that would just irritate me. It's like, hey, like yeah, you're like playing frisbee with someone and someone just like chucks, whips, chucks it. To the point where it's going to be either so high and go way over your head, or it's going to be so far you're going to have to, like, start jogging after it. It's like, I'm not going over that. I'm not get, going after that. You throw it, you go get it. Because it's like, come on, be reasonable. If you're going to play frisbee, play frisbee. If you want to floor, like, play fetch with your dog, then go find your dog. And, you know, that, that's Chuck-worthy throwing of a frisbee. Come on, like, yeah, be reasonable. You're going to play Frisbee with someone. You throw it within reasonable grabbing distance. That's the whole point. This isn't, let's see who can throw it the farthest, the hardest, the fastest. Again, it goes right up there. Michelle just rolls her eyes at Derek and says, way to go, Derek, you're two for two. Ugh. And... Derek's like, uh, sorry. I'm like, no, you're not. You did that on purpose. And Michelle's like, oh, I'll go get it. She's over there and says, hey, wait a minute. I thought your dad said you couldn't climb up there. Michelle says, I can do, I can do it if I want to. I mean, I'm a big girl now. She is really, really like climbing, like making good time. Like, <laughs> like I'm going to go up there. I'm going to get it. I'm going to climb back down. Here's the thing. Again, there's no adult supervision of these kids whatsoever. And Denise turns to Derek and says, hey, you threw it. Why don't you go get it? So Derek says, I would, but I can't take the chance. Cello, as he bends his fingers. When I probably saw this a handful of times prior to when, you know, in reruns and stuff when I was like, oh, probably... 12, 13, and older. When he says cello, I, I didn't know what he was referring to. But now it's like, no, he's referring to he plays the cello, he needs his fingers. And I think it's more the fact it's like, you're climbing a wire fence thing, a chain link fence. You could easily cramp up your fingers, or you could get, you know, a cut on your fingers. Those things can be sharp, especially if there's a exposed ends on the chain link and stuff like that. And I even said, you know, climbing is like you're getting the imprints of 
the chain link on your hands. I think, like, you know when you're, like, young and you're swinging on the swings in the park and you know how they're, like, basically the chains that you're holding of the swing are, like, metal and stuff and, you know, like, sometimes it's, like, oh, the metal, like, like, kind of irritates your hand. Maybe it could be just me anyway, but, um, and I think as I got older, I noticed that they would wrap the chains of the swing in some type of a resiny plastic so you're not touching the bare metal which again I mean that's probably why they went to plastic slides instead of like the metal ones that were all you know if you grew up in the 80s and 90s don't ever go down a metal slide in the summertime in shorts you will burn your fanny you will burn the bottoms of your legs so Michelle is so excited because she's got one foot on the top of the I don't even know what you would call this. It's part It's part of that little baseball mini diamond thing. She's got one foot on the top, and she's got one foot kind of braced on the bottom, and she's got both her arms up kind of like, I'm the king of the world, kind of doing a Leonardo DiCaprio Titanic thing, like throwing her arms out. She's flung the frisbee already to the ground. It's like, I made it. <laughs> and she's like, I, I made it. I'm really up here. And then Derek's like, Covering his mouth, saying, Michelle, this is Derek's boy speaking. Whatever you do, don't look down. And that's exactly what she does. Do not ever tell somebody that. Do not ever say, whatever you do, don't look down, because you know that is the first thing that they're going to do. Or it's like, hey, keep running and don't look behind you. Just keep going. And that, of course, they look behind themselves. It's like you can't help it. But she immediately looks down and immediately she, like, clings to the the chain link. Like, <laughs> and she just, the way that she kind of whines and whimpers, like, Ooh. and Denise is like, Michelle, are you coming down or what? And she's like, no, I can't. I'm too scared. Denise could have gotten up there like, hey, look, Michelle, okay, I'm going to climb up there after you, and then you and I together, we're going to climb down this together, you and me, okay? She could have climbed easily back up. I'm surprised she didn't climb up with Michelle because she loved it so much the first time around. But she could have done like, hey, I've done it already. Let me climb up there, and we can go down together. Danny again you know, comes back onto the school property. He's like, hey, Derek, hey, Denise, where's Michelle? I haven't seen her. And they're like, uh, she, you're not looking high enough. Danny is like right inside that chain link baseball like area of the chain link fence. Like, right, Michelle's literally above his head on that chain link, that top overhang thing. He's like, Michelle! And poor Michelle's like, Daddy, help me. He's like, Michelle, what are you doing? And she says, holding on really tight. Her eyes are squinted shut. She's scared. Derek is pretty much stating the obvious. He's, he says, she climbed to the, top, to the top, sir, and I believe she choked. Well, if you'd have said, don't look down, she would have been fine, Derek. Uh, Derek 100% is to blame. He threw her up there the first time, he threw her up there the second time, and then he said, don't look down, and of course she did. <sighs> Immediately relinquishes her, in her, her freedom, her independence, just, Daddy, I can't get down, come and get me. And he's like, honey, you're a big girl. You can do this on your own. I'm, I'm right here. 
and she's like, I, I, I won't, I won't get a tattoo. I, I, um, <laughs> like, I'll wear the ugly hat. Just please come and get me. Yeah, and he, he's guiding. He's like, honey, you can do this on your own, all right? Just come back down the same way you went up. And the thing is, there are crossbars there. There are metal crossbars and hand and foot holds the whole way down. Yeah, she's like, I can't. I'm sorry. I'll wear the hat. I won't buy lunch. I won't get a tattoo. Just get me down. He's telling her, it's like, honey, did you hear what I said? You're a big girl. You can do this on your own. I mean, he could even himself, I mean, go up there and like, honey, I'm going to help you down. But yeah, just almost like Denise probably could have done. It's like, I'm going to help you down. You're going to watch what I'm doing. Okay. We're going to take one step backwards and just, you're going to follow what I'm doing. Exactly. Just distract your mind from what the fear of, you know, going down and just, just, and by the time that she's done, it's just, she'll be back on the ground again. And she asks, are you sure? And he says, I'm positive. And of course, Danny's quoting somebody. The only, a, a great man once said, the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. And Derek is not helpful. He's like, oh, I believe falling is also considered. Derek, you need to, like, go home. Why are you still here? Go away. Oh, this kid. He looks at Derek like, can you not right now? Can you, like, be a friend and just... Stop talking. Thank you. Danny says, you know, honey, Michelle, look, I know you can do this, all right? I am right behind you. He says, I'm not going to let you fall. Now just come down slowly. And she's just like, okay. And then he's like, see? just Now it's just like a step. Now there's going to be a metal pole right there for your feet to go. And she's, and she's stepping on that, and then she's stepping on the little uh, metal crossbar thing. And, you know, he's like, see, you're just, you step, see, that's good. It's just, it's just like a ladder, literally. You know that he's literally, like, right behind her, and she's coming down. It's like, Michelle, you are doing this all by yourself. I'm not helping you. And he's not. He's just, like, right behind her. So that way, if she gets a little nervous, it's like, he can step in. But she's, she's doing it. She's climbing down by herself. I wouldn't be surprised if they're finally like, you know what, too many kids are climbing on this. We don't have adult supervision. This thing is coming down and being removed. Because, yeah, I, I mean, I don't, I can't see kids not being tempted not to climb that. Yeah, and she did it. She climbed down by herself, and the kids are all clapping and cheering, like, yay, Michelle, you did it. They're all, like, cheering for her and clapping and high-fiving her. Derek's like, well, that was exhilarating. And Danny is like, all right, break it up. Okay, the show's over. There's nothing more to see here. And Michelle says, thanks for helping me down, Daddy. And Danny says, you're welcome. Although I kind of remember telling you not to climb up there in the first place. And Michelle's like, but you said I was a big girl. I thought I could decide for myself. And Danny says, yeah, but, you know, part of being a big girl is knowing whether you, what you're doing is dangerous or not. And the saying is just because you can do something doesn't mean you necessarily should do it. You have the ability to know, like, right and wrong, like, weigh the pros and cons. Like, yeah, I could climb up this thing. I could stand on the top of it. I could get stuck up there. My clothing could get caught as I'm trying to come down and I could, you know, just anything could happen. It's just like, not to mention, boom, you could fall. You could get hurt. Is it really worth it? Like, what satisfaction are you just... Climbing it to say that you can, I mean, they were getting the frisbee both times, yes, but even still. I mean, 
if the frisbee hadn't went up there, if Derek hadn't flung it that high, would they still, would Denise have wanted to climb up there just for the sake of climbing? I see that thing being removed because it is a safety hazard. And again, like I said, I don't see any other adults there except for Danny. And there's got to be kids, you know, people watching these kids. They're going to climb stuff. They're going to, you know, test gravity. <laughs> And Michelle's like, oh, I didn't know that part. It's like, yeah, that's kind of like making your own choices and taking responsibility and stuff. That's a that's a big thing in getting older. And Danny says, you know, I think it's going to take a little while for both of us to get used to be, you being a big girl. And Michelle smiles and says, we'll help each other. And he says it's a deal. And he puts his hand out. And Michelle goes and hugs him. Aww. I like that, you know, Danny is smiling. The fact that she's hugging him and everything like that. And he feels like, okay, it's 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 okay. It's okay. And a kiss on the cheek and it's so sweet. Then she hugs him again. He's a little confused. Like, oh, Michelle, you didn't have to kiss me in front of all your friends. Michelle says, I know, but I wanted to. She says, I'm a big girl. It was my decision. And Danny says, I could live with that. Aw, and again, he kisses her and they hug and it's, oh, it's just, it's so sweet. And I like that, the, finally the awkwardness and the, uh, I don't know whether this is okay to do. And it's just, that, that nervousness is awkward. It, it, it's gone now. It's gone. They finally accepted, like, with, yeah, with that power, that independence, that freedom, like, that you are taking on more responsibility and stuff like that. And Danny says, okay, second show's over. Nothing more to see here. And Danny's like, all right, grab your backpack. So do you want to drive home or should I? And Michelle says, I'll drive. And Danny's like, oh, you're going to drive. Do you know how to work an automatic? There's another, well, I don't know. She could be a teacher for all I know. Where were you, ma'am? Where were you the last 15 minutes? Well, that kid was up there on that metal chain link overhang. There's another parent. <laughs> There's another Michelle, what are you doing? Holding on to 
She climbed to the top, sir, and I believe she choked. <laughs> Daddy, I can't get down. Come and get me. Honey, you can do this on your own. Just come back down the same way you went up. I can't. I'm sorry. I'll wear the hat. I won't buy luck. I won't get a tattoo. Just get me down. Honey, did you hear me? I said you're a big girl, okay? You can do this on your own. Are you sure? I'm positive. A really great man once said, the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. I believe falling is also a consideration. Dad, stop. Michelle, honey, I know you can do this. I'm right behind you. I'm not going to let you fall. Just come down slowly. <laughs> okay. Good, that's it. Now it's just like a step now. There's a, there's a metal pole there. That's right. Easy now. A step. That's good. It's like a ladder. Michelle, you're doing this all by yourself. I'm not helping you. You're almost there. Just like two more steps. You did it! Shows over. There's nothing more to see here. Thanks for helping me down, Daddy. You're welcome. <laughs> and I kind of remember telling you not to climb up there in the first place. But you said I was a big girl. I thought I could decide for myself. Yeah, well, part of being a big girl is knowing whether what you're doing is dangerous or not. I didn't know that part. I think it's going to take a little while for both of us to get used to you being a big girl. We'll help each other. It's a deal. Michelle, <laughs> you, you didn't have to kiss me in front of all your friends. I know, but I wanted to. I'm a big girl. It was my decision. <laughs> I can live with that. Okay. Second show's over. Nothing more to see here. Okay, why don't you grab your backpack? So, do you want to drive home or should I? Okay. You're going to drive home. You know, Alright, so that was the episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I definitely enjoyed this episode. If I had to choose. Honestly, out of the three, which one, if I had to rank them in order of one, two, three, that is tough. That really is. Um, I I think maybe one, three, and then two, or maybe. I don't know. I guess I maybe I wanted a little more from I'm Not DJ. I don't know. I mean, definitely was Danny was definitely uh, not happy with, but um, yeah. So best outfit hands down, giving it to Michelle's outfit in the beginning of the episode with the 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 jean vest with the uh, I always call it kind of like a fuchsia kind of pink 
shirt underneath and then it had like the the daisies with the uh, the blue and the the pink stripes on the front of it and just the way that her hair was kind of pulled back kind of braided down the middle of the back of her hair I really I like that look for her and um it's a really really the colors flowed really well um runner up second place is going to be Jessie's kind of bluish tealish shirt I really really like so I'm going to flop things around for, since we have three of the worst outfits. I'm going to go worst, of course, actually Vicky is going to be with the brown dress. And then DJ. And then Becky is in third place with that kind of uh, <clears throat> chartreuse's colored, flowy, baggy looking uh, shirt, long sleeve blouse pant combo set just I didn't and the choker was just like no thank you so Tanner teachable moment for this episode as far as for when it comes to Danny and Michelle it's like at some point or another your child is going to want to have an opinion on what they want to wear as far as their a, a six-year-old is not going to want to be wearing like oh or seven or they're gonna want their own kind of like they're not gonna be wanting to wear a constant like overalls or you know shirts with you know cartoons on eventually they're gonna start to develop their own style and that's just something that it's like you do have to you know sit down with them and just you know talk it out listen to them let them know that their opinion is valued and can be voiced and just work on you know that's another way to compromise just say okay i you understand you want to have a little more independence a little freedom and stuff like that but we are going to have to set boundaries as to what is acceptable to wear and i don't mean just what's appropriate but also you know seasonally appropriate like oh i want to wear shorts and it's like the dead of winter outside or i want to wear this heavy thick hoodie in the middle of june or it's like you gotta yeah or i want to go run outside in march and it's like raining cats and dogs and i want to be barefoot I, I don't know it's just yeah you just got you gotta be conscientious or just just they're getting you know kids will have their identity and just try to figure out you know, what they like to wear and, and and also trying to steer them is don't just go with what's popular or what's in right now. You need to be, you know, individual and have your own without feeling like you're trying to go with the flow of what everyone else is wearing. As far as for Jesse, when it comes to all those decisions he had to make about the Smash Club, it's like, yes, he was asking others' opinions. It's like, don't feel that you have this huge undertaking that you have to make every decision yourself. You have other family members there that this is a major undertaking. Just ask for their opinion. Say, hey, I'm. you can clearly see I'm struggling to make a decision. And just honestly, break it down. It's not one huge big decision. It's a bunch of little ones. And you tackle the smaller things first. And then once you start crossing things off the list... And you start making more and more decisions. The, the decisions to make are going to get a little bit easier. It's not going to be, you know, if you choose the wrong paint for you, it's not going to be the end of the world, honestly. I mean, come on. You're not going to get shut down because I want to go with, like, 
purple and orange and lime green and this and that. It's like, it might be a little blah, 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 but you're not going to get shut down for that. I mean, come on. We've been shut down for less than that. <laughs> yeah, it takes a little more than that. Um, but yeah, just when it comes to decision making, bring other people into the fold and say, hey, I'm really struggling here. You can clearly see I am struggling and just get other people's opinions. Yeah. And the thing is, you don't even have to ask. I mean, there are people in like groups you know, based on common interests and stuff and say, hey, I have a decision to make. I've asked other people and I really would like to just kind of throw this out into the void and just see what kind of feedback I get and whatnot. So that was the final episode in the Father's Day series. Now for July, I'm going to be covering the double feature, the almost breakup double feature. So we're going to jump that to season three, episode three, breaking up is hard to do in quotes in 22 minutes. This episode is from October 6th, 1989. This is going to be the breakup, kind of almost breakup of Jesse and Becky. So also we get someone losing a tooth. <laughs> More losing teeth, kids losing teeth. So Steph loses a tooth in an apple and decides to spoil the tooth fairies decides to spoil the tooth fairy with milk and cookies see that's sweet it's kind of like santa with the milk and cookies and everything but michelle celebrates a new sandbox in the garden with a selfish attitude to toys <clears throat> danny reacts very casual and even imitates her when a tool of his is in the hands of a boy so the person who wrote this summary is very detailed Jesse refuses ever to ride a horse again, and Becky's in return. In return, will stay away when Jesse plays with his band. What's well, the fact that she says you play the same set of songs? How many nights away? It like constant. It's the same thing. You never like defer to other songs. I mean, wouldn't that kind of get old after a while? I mean, can like do you know anything else? Especially, what if someone's, like, coming to see you and be like, oh, I follow them to this city and that one, but the problem is they always play the same songs. It's like, try out other things. Um, yeah, so you got to deal with Michelle's selfishness, which she clearly is kind of getting from Danny, though. This is my toy. You can't have it. Or Danny's like, hey, that's my... Because Joey was giving this poor kid, but Michelle ripped this toy right out of this kid's hand and Joey's like, hey, here you go, play with this. And Joey's like, hey, Joey, that's my whisk broom. It's like a little whisk, like, little broom thing. It's like, oh, my goodness. Yeah. But it's like, Michelle needs to learn how to act around other kids and stuff like that. So, and the fact that Jesse and Becky is like, you, you understand you have other interests, but it's the fact that, you want me to come and listen to your band, but you can do something that I have an interest in just because you don't think it's fun. Like, no, that is kind of, that is unfair. It's like, if I'm going to, like, say you play baseball, like, oh, I'm going to go to your game or something like that, and I want you to come to, like, a book signing with me because I love to read and everything. It's not, you can't just say, well, like, yeah, but what I do is fun. What you do is boring. I mean, I would take Jeremy to, well, he would drive to book, book signings with me and stuff and author signings and whatnot. And even though he doesn't like to read, he would still do that for me because, 
you know, he loves me and everything, and we spend time together, and, you know, I enjoy it, and I like him being there and supporting me and stuff like that, so, and also I'll sit and, you know, watch some of those Star Wars movies, <laughs> so, you know, you compromise, you know, you do things that you wouldn't normally, you know, watch a movie you probably wouldn't normally watch, although I draw the line at ever watching Pulp Fiction or Rats of Wire Dogs, I just, I don't like that kind of violence, I never have, but that's just me. So, yeah, <laughs> I draw the line of being uncomfortable. So, all right, I hope you guys have a wonderful weekend, and I hope you've been enjoying the podcast. And if you want to write in, the email for the podcast is omhcfhfhpodcast at gmail.com. And if you'd like to leave a review, you can do so by just going to Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Search Full House Podcast or Fuller House Podcast. Click on Oh My Lanta Holy Chalupas. Scroll down to where it says leave a review and leave a review. So, yeah, I will be back in July with the almost breakup double feature with Jesse and Becky in season three's Breaking Up is Hard to Do in quotes in 22 minutes. Bye bye, everybody. <laughs>